everybody to episode 108 of the ADV Podcasts, and uh, we've got a jam-packed one for you today. All sorts of interesting things happening in China mm. and uh, related to China. So what do you say we saunter right into it? Let's saunter. We're going to go in with what's new, where we talk about what's new with regards to China. And something that um, I think is kind of important for people to see is the Chinese government has arrested a 90-year-old cardinal. Yeah, I mean, it's not the bird, by the way. No, it's For those not, of not you <laughs> not involved in the lore of Catholicism, wow, that was a crack of yeah, note. Having a drink, yeah. Um, the lore of Catholicism, I, I was raised Catholic, so uh, a cardinal is basically the step below a pope. So you had a priest, right? Yeah. You got the deacon that helps him out. All right. You got the priest, then you have a bishop. Think about chess. Okay, right? now who's the guy who drinks all the wine? All the wine? You know, the sacrilegious wine or whatever it is, the <laughs> sacrificial wine or whatever okay, it is, the, yeah, the blood of Christ. The priest, yeah. Okay, the priest. When they do mass, right? Yeah. Anyway, the cardinal is above the bishop, which mm -hmm. is above the priest, right? So the, these are like the top dogs, Yeah. right? Yeah. Now, unfortunately, Hong Kong was always the place with like religious freedom compared to mainland China. Yeah, it's so weird because when you step over the border into Hong Kong, you see a lot of mainstays from the western world you'll see boy yeah. scouts for yeah. instance yeah, you'll see like right? saint mary's church this or that or like the kids uniforms from the uk they've, yeah and they've got christian schools and, and yeah. that kind that's, of thing yeah that's yeah. what i meant like yeah. at those christian schools anyway mm -hmm. the unfortunate thing is not that they have religious freedom in hong kong the unfortunate thing if i was gonna finish my sentence was that they're taking that away right yeah. so the national security law in china means that if you speak out against mainland china if you speak out against the ccp or the chinese government then you are a national security threat. It's huge. Yeah. It'd be like if you were charged with like terrorism here or something. Yeah, on and, and it's soil. arbitrary. They it's really arbitrary. can throw it at anyone. And why did they throw it at this cardinal? By so the way? there's this. There was an insinuation that he, because he was outspoken about human rights and things, you know, against mm. the Chinese government, that he was colluding with foreign forces. And again, yeah. this is the whole thing: is that we are the foreign forces, right? Mm. We are we're outspoken against the Chinese government and its human rights atrocities. Yeah. When people talk to people like us, I'm not saying he talked to us, but people that talk to people like us, mm. they get. Um, kind of lumped into the same group of yeah. national security threats. Yeah, so because yeah. he had probably relationships with the Vatican or anyone abroad, really. Well, human his, rights his main thing was that he was uh, raising funds to help the pro-democracy people and helping them out, like you right. know when they got into trouble, because they all are getting into trouble yes. and arrested and so on. So he'd be there fundraising Correct. and so on to try and help them. But what I'm trying to say is that the law, yeah, when you collude with foreign forces, they have to get them on something. Right. Mm -hmm. So they want to actually punish. So I was getting to the point. They want to actually punish him for for the pro-democracy thing. Yeah. But the real legal cause is that they can use the national security law to say that he was involved with foreign governments. Right. Yeah. And then that could be related to the democracy thing because it could be seen as like overthrowing a government. Right. Yeah. Which in turn means that you're trying to overthrow the Beijing government. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of this stuff kind of trickles down and they're they're going after a freaking 90 year old. A 90 year old oh, yeah. cardinal. So I spoke to some nuns. Okay some sisters um, in the same sect as him. Okay. And they're, they're freaking out. They're sure. absolutely furious. Um, and it's really devastating, not only to the Catholic Church, but just religious freedom in general in the area because it was seen as a outpost for religious freedom yes. from people that kind of suffer from religious persecution within mainland China. Yeah. They, Hong Kong's not safe anymore. Well, I mean, that's the whole point. For those of you who are wondering what that whole hoo-ha about you know, the Hong Kong pro-democracy movement yeah. was. Remember with the umbrellas and the tear gas mm -hmm. and the, the police and the clashes and everything, a lot of people probably thought like, what are these guys on about? They're just agitating. They're just like making a fuss. 
you know, I know a lot of people thought that. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people demonized the pro uh, democracy guys because they were like, why don't they just shut up and get along with their yeah. lives? Everything's fine. Yeah. They were fighting against this in particular. Okay. The fact that this new yeah. law was going to be passed. And if they pass that law, which they have now, they can arbitrarily <laughs> yeah, arrest anyone. Yeah. So they're trying, to, they're trying to go against, I mean, the, he was involved in this, right? Yeah. Going against the law that would punish people for whatever they want to punish them with. And this is who they're going after. Yeah. So and that, we, yeah. we call this, I mean, we actually had a lot of opposition in the beginning, only in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, even from people that were not pro CCP, just people that were like, oh, you're reading too much into this national security sure. law. Running de- almost running ironic oh, We had defense. people running defense. I, I have friends in Hong Kong that yeah. were... Just telling me like, oh, you know, they're just disrupting our way of life and they're a nuisance and they shouldn't right. be standing up. And, you know, you get that. But, yeah, but I'm not even the people that were against the protests. It's just people saying like this national security law is mm. it's, it's only going to be used in super uh, oh, yeah, rare cases if there's yeah. like a national security, like someone's yeah. going to try and uh, yeah, do a yeah. terrorist thing. Right. No, this guy who's a 90 year old cardinal, whatever, Christian guy, yeah, Catholic guy who helps raise money for people that are in trouble, yeah. he's the one being arrested. Yes. And, that's, and it, that shows you. It's not just him. Yeah. I mean, look at this article. It says, um, they also, remember, what was that, Denise Ho or whatever? Yeah. They got her. There's a bunch of people, anyone, they're really just kind of going down the ranks, trying to figure out anyone that was involved with this kind of stuff. Mm. And then throwing them, you know, in jail, putting them on a list or whatever. It's to the point now, like, obviously, Winston and I, we can't even... Tr- we didn't, can't even connect flights through Hong Kong. No, they'll I mean, that's us. the thing. They'll nab us. They, they'll nab anyone. Anyone. Not just, I'm not trying yeah. to say we're important. I'm yeah. saying it goes down to even people like us, all the way down there. Yeah. That's that's who they're going after. Yeah. Like minor voices in this movement. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so that's it just shows you that the, that fight was not in vain. Yeah. It had a purpose. Yes. Yes. Those protests, those v- sometimes violent protests, they broke out into violence. They were trying to stop this. Yeah. Anyway, let's That's move on point. to our, our next point. thing, yeah. which is uh, <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you guys remember Tedros? Tedros, yeah, we could have shown him, I guess. Yeah, well, Tedros is the head of the WHO. Yeah. Okay, and he got into his position largely thanks to the support of the Chinese government. Right. Okay, if you read his history. And he's part of all these communist movements and stuff as well yeah. himself. Anyway, when the pandemic broke out in the beginning from Wuhan, he ran defense. Yeah. Okay, it's kind of like, um, you know, our good friend Peter Peter Balsack. Mm-hmm. But, of course, on a much higher level because everybody uh, respects what the WHO says. They're supposed to be the, the world governing body when it comes to pandemics and outbreaks right. and things like this. You right. know, when and they do a lot of good work. They do great yeah. work. Yeah. That's the whole point. But because he was so entrenched in the pockets of the CCP. Yeah. When this came out, he was just verbatim repeating whatever the Chinese government told him, without question. Oh, there's no human-to-human transmission, when they already knew there was. Oh, don't be racist towards China. Because if you say that the pandemic comes from there, you're racist. That kind of stuff. He was running all this defense. He really screwed up. Because if it wasn't for him backing what the Chinese government said, along with people like good old uh, Peter Balsack over there, the pandemic could have been contained and taken care of years ago, and it wouldn't have spread to the entire world and affected the entire world and now become just a part of life everywhere. So he has a lot of blame on his shoulders, old Tedros. Mm-hmm. But now he's finally got to a point where he's come out and said, you know what? What China's doing right now, it's zero COVID strategy in China, where they're like locking people up and they have entire cities like Shanghai turned into a prison. 
He says it's not sustainable. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason for this shift, by the way. It's international pressure. Yeah. It's this whole, like, China did lose a ton of control in the WHO, at least nominally, just because of what has happened globally. The response, I mean, the, the reaction to China has been ultimately negative. Sure. Their whole defense campaign about how amazing that they were and how amazing they took care of it and how the rest of the world screwed up and <clears> stuff. <throat> that no, no one cares. No one bought it. Right? Yeah. In the beginning, it looked like they might. No one bought it. So hmm. they kind of have to be a little bit more transparent with this stuff. And they have to be honest. Like the zero COVID policy, it didn't. We have a whole video coming out on ADV China about that. But it didn't work. It yeah. just didn't work. It's just the rest of the world figured out how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's part of life. It's endemic. Um, we have real vaccines that do... Uh, mitigate the death rates mm-hmm. and china refuses it's too pig-headed it's refuses to actually use mrna vaccines from yep. the rest of the world and they have to go through their bullshit authoritarian uh logic of xi jinping saying no zero COVID, or xi jinping's cabinet saying no zero COVID is our policy and we yeah. can't back down yeah, we from can't that. back down from it so yeah he goes and says this he what says happened it. To- he just says okay it's not working that this only this part only yeah. this, but it's not the rest of their response. Only this part is not working, right? Yeah. He just sig- zero COVID. Sig- yeah, yeah, zero it's not COVID. Working. It's not sustainable. It's not is what sustainable. Is what it's like, says. yeah, it worked in the beginning, blah, yeah. blah, blah, but it's not sustainable. It doesn't work against Omicron because it does have to be a dynamic approach, right? Yeah. You do actually have to change. It's a virus. Viruses change, and people's yeah. laws have to change. China is steadfast and completely iron willed yeah. in how they're going to deal with this, and they are not changing with the virus. Mm-hmm. So of course it's not going to work, mm-hmm. right? You have a huge contagion level, yeah. very virulent. Anyway. He goes out there and says this. And what does China do? Oh, they flipped out. Sure. They sent out their foreign ministry spokesperson, uh, did a whole thing about that. It's calling the WHO like misguided and all this kind of stuff, really giving them a lot of shit. But then ultimately, people in China were spreading this around. They had a hashtag. They were sure. like, look at, holy shit. They're already pissed off about Because this. the Chinese government has supported the WHO. Yeah. Really, really, like, yeah. seriously supported them from the beginning because they were saying what they wanted right. them to so say. They, so it became an accepted mouthpiece. Mm. So you had WHO stuff going around China all the time, so people used it as a resource. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they're saying something that mirrors the sentiment on the ground. Yeah. Chinese people don't want zero COVID. No, they're they freaking tired of it. it. Yeah, they're tired They're going of it. crazy. A lot of people don't have food. They're freaking out. They have no freedom, right? Yeah. So they see something here, and oh, shit, that's a recipe for disaster mm. because what's happened is that the WHO governing body that the Chinese government allowed to proliferate in China is now saying that that approach that the Chinese government is pushing and forcing these people locking them into their homes doesn't work. Yeah. So the people are like, holy shit, and they're spreading around like wildfire. What does China do? They ban it. So now you can't even search Tedros's name in China on the Chinese internet. And you can't search the WHO. The WHO has been banned from the Chinese internet just because they had an opinion that doesn't gel with the Chinese government. Yep. Um, I hope people can learn from this. This is a good chance for reform all across yeah. the board. You know, if you say what the Chinese government likes, they will support you. They will boost you up. Yeah. It's kind of like the shills, right? Yeah. They'll put them out there. But you say one thing that they don't like and you suddenly become person non grata. Yeah. Persona non grata, you get cut off. Your business will be frozen. Your bank accounts could be frozen. It doesn't matter what. But they can just kick you out in an instant and turn their back on you. Yeah. doesn't matter how much you've sucked up to them in the past. No. Look what Tedros did. He literally pulled down Xi Jinping's pants and sucked him off for months and months and months on end. That's what he did in sure. front of the entire world. Yeah. And anyone who says different obviously couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean clear now. seriously, though. Yeah. But now, even after he you know, took care of Xi Jinping and all his needs and desires for so long. For power. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't help. He yeah. still got himself censored and blocked yeah. inside of mainland sure. China. sure. 
Anyway, so it's pretty important uh, that the China now doesn't support what the WHO sure. says. All of the sucking happened in Minecraft, by the way. So it was yeah. kind of like, you know how like sensors are like blocks? Yeah. Minecraft's also like those big pixels. You sure. couldn't see anything. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry too much. Some of us saw it very clearly though. Anyway, here's the <laughs> thing. Um, take a look at uh, what, what they're doing now. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. You know when lettuce has lungs? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know that? Lettuce has lungs. And, and they have a certain amount of like mucus um, or whatever, so you can get a very good uh, PCR dude, test. I tell you what, pause it right there. Yeah. Because this kind of looks like what happened to me the other day. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here. Uh, I got a salad in front of me. Yeah. Fucking coughed on me. <laughs> had to spread in that. Had to throw it out. But yeah. then I realized it's stupid. I should have gave it a PCR test because yeah. that's what's happening. Here. Exactly. And why is this happening? Because they have to have excuses. They can't just follow the science. They can't just look it straight in the face and say, look, this is actually how the disease spreads. And this is why people are catching the disease. They always have to have an out. So they're like, well, you know, maybe Winston, science is Winston, wrong. Winston. What? Why does the Chinese government say, we constantly say we have to only follow science and because, that all these other countries are wrong because China only follows science? It's is that true? Well, that's because their idea of science is not science. Oh, it's very simple. And you know what's actually kind of uh, true, though, is having taught doctors in China for so long, yeah. is that even in the Western medicine hospitals and so on, they still implement a lot of traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah, it's like half and half. Yeah, it's right? half and half. It doesn't matter. A lot of, and I hate to say it, but a lot of it is just hocus pocus, yeah. superstitious garbage, like grind up a scorpion, you know, and then put it with this root together. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even kidding. If you go into like the big proper Western style hospitals, they have a TCM kiosk. I know. They've got all those drawers, right? And they literally take- the mythical drawers. Yeah, the little the bits of- drawers. Yeah, yeah, bits of animals and crush yeah, them up. Tincture and, of this. You know, you go to the doctor, you get your- um, you know, diagnosis where they like hold your pulse or whatever and, you know, ask you a few questions. Um, and I've seen this, this has happened to me and, you know, my wife's a doctor, I've seen it a lot. Uh, they do that and then the, the customer basically can choose if they want Western medicine. No, or I, it's, hap it's happened yeah. to me in Chinese hospitals in China. Yeah. They'll, they'll feel my pulse and be like, dude, your chi is wet as fuck. And I'm like, what is yeah. wet chi? Well, I mean, look, you can believe in this all you want. I'm not going sure. to trample on people's beliefs, but at the end of the day, uh, scientifically, they tested a lot of the TCM ingredients and it can give you cancer yeah, and it yeah. can really cause a lot of trouble. So you have to you. look at the origins of the ingredients yeah. too. Now, before you think that we have, no, we have no idea what we're talking about, now I've talked to experts in the field yeah. and even people that follow Chinese medicine and teach Chinese medicine, yeah. I've done interviews with these people, they will admit that it's so disjointed in China that there is no cohesive resource for that yeah. stuff. So they learn the proper stuff, but that's not necessarily what's practiced around the country. Yeah. And that's yeah. the issue, right? Of course, because it's very easy for somebody to be like, oh, I'm a TCM master or something and sure. you know, use this random route, but no one's heard of it. You hear about all sorts of horror stories, but that's not the point. What I'm trying to make here is that the general population in China they see the TCM superstitious stuff as legitimate, like yeah. legitimate science. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, and that's part of Mao's barefoot doctor thing and all the nonsense yeah. that he did in the past. But that's the point that I'm trying to make here is that the Chinese government can show these PCR tests, these, these workers testing vegetables and the general populace will actually buy it and say that is scientific, that is correct. You know, that's what you do. Because what if... Um, I don't know, someone coughed near that vegetable, right? So you've got to go in deep in the leaves, you know, and to see and test. Because that's where their lungs are. Yeah, yeah, because the lungs of the vegetables are there. Yeah. But seriously, though, 
Um, science, science has proved that you're not going to find um, COVID inside a lettuce leaf. And it just pisses me off so much because of how many times the Chinese government has pushed that there you need to be scientific in your approach with COVID and only China is scientific when this happens over and over and over again. Yeah. Testing every animal under the sun. They vegetables. Chickens, crayfish, yeah, fish. Beef. Meat. You know, yeah, like dead meat. <gasps> you take a meat and you go, <gasps> yeah, I know what's going on. You know, it's <laughs> you have a meat again, boy. I'm just yeah. trying to get out of work. Yeah. I'm trying to get I, COVID I just, here. just it's so ridiculous that they're testing lettuce leaves, right? You know, that these kind of COVID tests they're not designed to test a lettuce leaf. I, I don't think we have to explain that anymore, but what yeah. we do have to explain is that you need to go over to China Fact Chasers <laughs> and listen, I get it. If you're a huge fan of this show, you're probably going to see some repeat content over there, but that's yeah. not the point. The point is you can share these clips. Yeah. Let's say you're watching our episode right now and you're mm. like, hey, uh, remember when they talked about that lettuce thing? Do you want to sit through three hours to try to find that? Yeah. You know, now the clip is on that channel and it's clipped out so that you can take certain topics and spread it On top around. of that, it's not just a repeat. Yeah. We add extra B-roll, extra yeah, stuff. Of course, they're, so, they're re-edited with, yeah. with content. So please hour. please go and subscribe if you haven't already to China Fact Chasers. Look at how close we are to 30,000. Yeah, We're like three, 300 off. Can we do off. a road to 30K? Do a road to 30. Okay. So if you help us by going to subscribe to China Fact Chasers, you don't have to watch it if you don't want. Just go over and subscribe. Come on. Yeah, and also, stuff. you're not going to see every episode no, here. No. I mean, stuff's going to be relevant. It'll pop mm. up. Anyway, yeah, um, thank you. enough plugging our other channel. Let's get back. That'll probably happen a bunch of times, by the way. Oh, just where, I don't know who put these in here. Yeah, I, don't, so, I didn't know that was coming. Uh, I just wanted yeah. to break that up because did you know? So we figured out that lettuce has lungs, right? Okay, yeah. Don't give us a t terms of service violation. Yeah, I, I know, seriously. So lettuce have lungs and they cough COVID everywhere. It happened to me the other day. Mm -hmm. But also there's a, there's a big issue. There's viruses coming through what? Computers have got viruses, right? Yeah. Computers have got viruses. What do you do when your computer has a virus? You spray bleach and disinfectant into the actual yeah. computer. Because think about it. If you if you cut it off at the source, these viruses, bing, these bingdu are yeah. has sitting in here, right? I got to tell you, as, a, as an IT guy, let me just go back to that. As an IT guy, that cringes me the hell out. Because back in the day, I was a network administrator, okay? Sure. I have actually set up a couple of these kind of racks myself in the past. Right. Okay. You put your rack-mounted servers in there. You've got your patch panels. You've got all your sort of like, uh, you, you run your network cables and all that, right? Yes. And I can see that whoever set this up did a pretty good job. I mean, I'm looking at their cable yeah. work down cable the side there. Good, it's yeah. great. And you get some moron coming and spraying what equates to water into the back of your rack-mounted servers. Well, now, don't... Don't discredit this. This is some disinfectant. It should get rid of the DNL Bingdu. Yeah, but here's the thing, okay? There's cooling fans there, all right? Hopefully they're blowing outwards and not sucking in there because it depends. It, it depends on the rack system. This, there are tons of little coolant vents on the back of these, which you can see clearly. Not, never mind the ports that are exposed. That's what the viruses hang out. Yeah, and this guy is spraying liquid into rack mount servers right. because he's disinfecting it for COVID. Right. Are you kidding me? No. How does how in the f is COVID going to hang out in your freaking network that's servers? That's where computer viruses come from. No, but I'm. You've never got an e worm. No. Yeah, I know. But I, at, like all joking aside, what is the logic behind this? 
The logic is that they heard "dianao bingdu," which means computer virus. <laughs> no, I don't. It's the th- same word as bingdu. No, I mean, like, never mind that. Like, quite seriously, though. No, like, that, that's not a joke. That's what they heard. Really? Of course. No. Why else would they do this? I feel like they're doing this because they're worried about people that come to work on the servers are, are getting the viruses Bro, from there. That could be the case. But yeah. I think you're forgetting something very important in the beginning of the pandemic when people thought they were catching it through the phone in China. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. There's IEs in this generation of people that really do think that you could get it over. A but like this work line. guy with his big backpack sure. full of like disinfectant, he's right. going down in there and he's spraying. He obviously just doesn't know what damage he's doing. He's like, "This is all good. This is this is great. Computers love it's. They love water. I mean, <laughs> they just liquids. love it like liquids. Yeah, yeah. liquid cool. Right? Yeah, yeah. There we are. Like, <laughs> I I mean, this just blows my mind um, that they actually allowed this to happen. And on top of that, like, you're giving them too much benefit of the doubt. I really think they think it's viruses. Well, whatever the case, it's bullshit. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So you know uh, what else is bullshit? What this? <laughs> okay yeah please please so walk us through for all your uh, audio i i follow the boring stuff and distill it down for you guys so you guys can be entertained sure so in the u.n human rights council which by the way china is now a member of which we protested greatly did i i just sent you this um we didn't put it in the pack right but um no. i just sent this to you xinhua news okay oh. for those of you who don't know that's the chinese state media xinhua news says <clears throat> Incomparable, in quotation marks. Impressive, in quotation marks. One of the greatest, in quotation marks. And international experts hail China's human rights progress. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. As incomparable, impressive, and one of the greatest. That actually comes in perfectly with this. Okay. Because now that China's on the UN Human Rights Council, yeah. they vote on things in regards to human rights. So They've got no place doing Absolutely that. Absolutely not. But let's just humor them for the moment. Um, the human, uh, I'll read this for all you audio guys. The Human Rights Council has voted to increase scrutiny on the deteriorating human rights situation in Ukraine stemming from Russian aggression, particularly given uh, the events in Maripol and several other towns and cities. So obviously, there's a problem going on in Ukraine. Russia's doing some horrible shit there, right? Yeah. So I think everyone came together and said, you know, let's vote on this and actually increase scrutiny so we can deal with this stuff. Yeah, like, Ukraine. look, we actually need to look at this closer because, yeah, because we're hearing all these people. reports. We've got all these there's, there's video yep. clips. We've got all these people saying all these terrible things Correct. are happening. You can send volunteer peacekeepers. You can send UN forces. You can send hum- humanitarian crisis people mm-hmm. over there. When you vote on stuff like this, it gets action done. Yeah. Right? So... You would think, you know, with China going out and putting their foreign ministry out there saying, we didn't take Russia's side, shut up. Mm. Like, we have nothing to do with this this uh, war. We have yeah. nothing to do with the relationship between Ukraine and Russia. Everyone just needs to be a mod- take a moderate approach and let them deal with it. You would think that they would say, okay, yeah, there's some hum- humanitarian crisis there. UN sent some people over. No, they were one of only two countries that voted against it. Yeah. So I think they make their, they send out all this propaganda. They spend millions of dollars in projecting an image of peace and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then in actuality, they are the only people out there that are saying no. Yeah. No, we love war. We love people die. Them and Eritrea. And Eritrea, which is also a, a horrific human rights abuser. Yeah. So, I mean, you just look at all these countries, at least like Cuba or something, which is not going to take an approach. They love Russia, They right? didn't even abstain. They, they abstained. said... China said no. They just like, We no. need this. We need these human rights atrocities. They're like, do not go and look <laughs> at the human rights atrocities because our, our Russia that we yes. back is doing it. We know right. 
We don't want anyone else to know. Yeah, this plebeian wisdom guy in the chat says, even Cuba's like, nah, we ain't saying anything. At yeah. least, even <laughs> yeah. Cuba's like, oh, I don't know. We, yeah. we yeah. love Russia, but we can't say anything. Yeah. China's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Absolutely Do not. not send anyone to no. go and look for human rights violations. <laughs> My gosh. It's anyway. awful. So yeah, again, what China says, when we say China, we mean the Chinese government yes. for all you morons out there that can't differentiate the two. Um, when China says that it's doing something, it's a lie. It's always a lie. You know, when they say we're not taking sides. Yes. Well, the proof is in the pudding. Their actions always counter what they say. Yeah. I mean, they always chickens always come to roost. You yeah. always get to see what they actually do. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, oh, we, we're not backing Russia, but then they vote no against looking at, at human rights atrocities. Yeah. And they help Russia by allowing them to use their their alternative to SWIFT, you know, the union pay crap or whatever they use, right? Oh, but they're not doing anything. And I even see no. Western media reports saying China still hasn't done anything to help Russia. They're helping them a shitload. They're giving them supplies, yeah, you what know, are you giving about? them financial Drones. options. They're giving them a way around sanctions. Yep. They're backing Russia 100%. And they're showing that they're backing Russia 100% everywhere. <laughs> but the world's just like, oh, yeah, China's even just standing paper. back. Yeah. <laughs> on paper, writing it down. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. So we just thought we'd uh, uh, throw that a little bit in there for you. So, um, yeah. So... We're going to show you this little clip and then we're going to explain what's going on. So let's do it. Okay. 你为什么对我凶我在你为什么对我凶我现在跟他说公安机关传唤他啊没事没事你为什么对我凶我在你为什么对我凶我现在跟他说公安机关传唤他啊没事没事你为什么对我凶我在你为什么对我凶我现在
as a protest song in a way because it's like oh we don't want to starve we don't yeah. want to be like suckers basically. so this guy was playing it loudly in play- his apartment well, it's alleged we don't yeah we didn't allegedly any, allegedly yeah. yeah we don't get any hints of of him doing that they they deny it but anyway um so the cops show up and they're like you're playing the international which is by the way fully okay to play in china they love it chinese government mm. loves the international sure not right now because it's a protest song so they literally arrested a man and made him go out in the wild without like a hazmat suit, even though it's and the, yeah, they, necessary, but anyway, yeah, they also yeah. like got really pissed off with his wife for asking basic yeah. questions. Basic questions, yeah. Because she goes, if if, if you're not watching, she goes, um, "Why are you gonna let my husband go out there? Because it's he what yeah. if he's positive. What if he gets? What if he catches what if he COVID? Gets COVID? We've got a, we've got station. a child at home. Yeah, here, it's you know? dangerous. You know? Yeah, yeah. So they're like, this doesn't concern you. This is about your husband. And they the guy agrees. He has to go down to the police station. We don't know what happens after this, but. He had to go to the police station for questioning, potentially getting arrested. But basically, yeah. an arrest. They would have taken him if he didn't agree to go. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah, that is an arrest. That is an arrest. You, you he cannot, you cannot refuse that. No. When they come and tell you to go down to the station, you can't refuse. Yeah, I'm just trying to be. I'm using journalistic yeah. integrity, but this is not a Western lens. This is China. I can say yeah. this guy was arrested for playing a communist internet, the international, yeah. <laughs> in his home in Shanghai. Yeah, this is where we're at. Yeah, and I mean this. This is what happens when you've got a government that just can control the narrative and do whatever it wants. Yeah, they can change things on a dime. So, like you yeah. said, some, a song that's celebrated in communist China yeah. that people play and that has been fully accepted, all of a sudden now because it doesn't fit the current situation, it can get you arrested if you play that song. These poor people—they have no outlet. No, anything. everything they do gets scrubbed. And you know what? Now it's getting to a point where if you're living in Shanghai and you're complaining about this, you're now labeled as a separatist yes. or a traitor to the country. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So you're stuck for what is it? Some people 50, 60 days, yeah, whatever it is. Now? Um, I think it's, I just saw someone on, on, on Twitter today saying it was day 47 for them. But I know that they didn't go in, you know, they in the beginning. First, yeah. They weren't first. So there are people that have been in there for what? Like probably two months now. Oh, at least. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. actually, two, you're probably at two months, 60 yeah. days. Yeah, that around about right. two months, close yeah. to two months, if it's not two months or more. And obviously people that have been longer, because yeah. there are other lockdowns that have been going on for far longer Over outs, 100. outside of Shanghai. Yeah, in, in Jilin province, a couple. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, and I, I just have to point this out again. Remember last week, I said, because we're truthful and we're honest on this show. Yeah. And I said that they were allowing some complexes to you know some people in these complexes to go outside for two hours a day yeah Yeah, like walk around in the yard or whatever they allowed that for a day and then they shut it down one day yeah one day and then everyone was like great and i think they did this on purpose because you know you saw the shills used for propaganda on their things look how great it is we can walk around and and uh you know look at how how peaceful the city is and stuff and look at how great like i'm allowed out of my house and i'm allowed to walk around and so you got a bunch of influences and stuff putting this out there and so I think the international community kind of relaxed a bit. They're like, oh, it's getting better. And that's what they wanted. They wanted that chilling effect, you know, that cool off effect. Because everyone's like, this is terrible. These people aren't allowed out. Then suddenly everyone's like, oh, look, I can walk around. Everything's cool. Everyone's like relaxed a bit. And then the next day it's like, bam, we're doing a hard reset. We're doing a hard reset where we're going to start another 15-day lockdown. So it doesn't matter. Because remember, it's supposed to be like 14 days or whatever. And then when it reaches the end and everyone's clean they're supposed to you know let everyone out the unwashed yeah exactly but the fact of the matter is like during those 14 days if somebody tests positive in your building it resets again yeah but now they just did a blanket reset doesn't matter how long your building's been clean doesn't matter if you've passed it or whatever blanket reset across the entire city uh it's just they they stopped all deliveries rolling thing 
All deliveries, yeah. at least for three days, in a lot of the notices it said for three days no deliveries will be allowed. But that, that who knows, that's indefinite, right? Yeah. So they blocked anyone from ordering any KFC or anything like that. Because KFC, by the way, is a dog whistle. Have you noticed all of these guys? It so is. Everyone who's so, somehow like, I'm glad oh. you brought this up. We're like, oh, we're free now. Look, I'm eating KFC. We've seen multiple people talk about KFC. In the shills. Yeah. The shill community. Yeah. And, and I th- the greater shill yeah. community. Yeah. I really do think it's something along the lines of the it's Chinese weird. government saying, it's well, weird. their foreign food, KFC, if we can show that they're Dude, eating KFC. If you think about it from the government's perspective. <laughs> Yeah. Like you said, they let him out in the yard for a day just to stop some of this like mm. boiling pressure. It's like a steamer yeah. that's doing sh- like a popcorn bag. Yeah. Right. It's about to pop. Sure. But they blow up and burn everything. <laughs> yeah. They like let people out and sh- simmer down a little bit. And they know that not only are they they're going to incentivize the shills to take videos and be like, look, I'm so free in my yard. Mm. But the normal people got there and be like, finally, they let us out for a yeah. little bit. Right. Then they take that privilege away. But yeah. they got all that information to proliferate. The yeah. foreigners are going to go out there on their VPN and say, look how free I am. But at the same time, if the foreigners went out and said, hey, look, I got some some steamed vegetables yeah. or some Chinese food or whatever, people abroad won't resonate with that. Yeah. So I think the Chinese government literally said, like, let's, op- let's open up a KFC. Yeah. Let's get some KFC to these. Let's make sure that these guys get these KFC. Piece of shit foreigners. Yeah, exactly. Right? These <laughs> shitty Americans mm-hmm. and British people and stuff. Let's shut them up with some KFC, pop a drumstick in their mouth, <laughs> yeah. make them do some posts, and then the rest of the world will say, oh, they're so they're so yeah. well off. They're yeah, they're so free. They can even get bed. KFC. They can get KFC. Like yeah. it's some something that everyone loves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so it's kind of a bizarre thing, but I just wanted to quash that. That whole idea yeah. of people being able to walk around free in, in Shanghai is not true. Yeah. And they allowed it for a day or two. Yeah. And then they shut it down and everyone's back in hard lockdown right now. Yes. And I know this because I've got various people in Shanghai yeah. from all walks of life, foreigners and local Chinese people all telling me, and they live all over the city, not just in one like posh area or something yeah. like that. You're right. So it's bad again. Just had to is. say that. It is. And this is what happens if you get pissed off and you play like a, a nationalist song. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, you get the yeah. idea. Let's, uh, let's, what is this Irish crap that you've got? Okay, so I, I just, did, I, I this, have to know, sorry. So this popped up on my feed. This is visual politics. Uh, okay. This is not a shout out for the channel. I mean, it's, it's a decent channel, but I put this up here because you've gone after Ireland a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you keep making leprechaun jokes. I don't go after Ireland. I mean, it's true. They've got leprechauns. And you know, when I'm looking at this title, it says, how can Ireland be the richest country in Europe? Well, duh. Pots of gold. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. This popped up. I, not only did I think of you, but I thought this takes a hell of a lot of pressure off your Irish your your Irish jargon that you keep throwing around, like the <laughs> leprechaun stuff and pots this and rainbows this, because that is the worst <laughs> stereotypical thumbnail I've ever seen in my I life. I mean, yeah. I that's mean, it's like, like a... That's- it's like a ginger. It's a ginger <laughs> leprechaun with a clover That's on his. Like, yeah. Wow, they went all in. They certainly it did. It's fascinating though. Like Ireland's per capita GDP is almost a hundred grand a year. It's like like almost double America. Yeah, I wonder Super why. Super rich. You'd have to find out. But don't you watch that if you want to watch that? This is not an endorsement. I don't no, know. Just, I don't know what else they talk about. Who okay, knows? Yeah. If they're using that kind of shit on their thumbnails. I don't know. Yeah, you never really know, <laughs> do you? Anyway, let's uh, let's have a super chat before we move into our main segment today. Uh, David Lopan says, "What is your favorite Chinese eunuch in history?" Mine is Wei. He wrote Zhang Xian. I think you mean Wei Zhongxian. Uh, if you don't have one, else, yeah, it was not that, that gambler dude. He was like a super powerful eunuch. I don't know. Eunuch don't follow eunuchs. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, there's a reason for that. Yeah. They get usually temple duties, and so they have to be around the harems yeah. and things, so they can't be a, a man. Yeah. 
So you he know? was, but this guy, he had his other vice. I think he was like a gambler in like the Ming Dynasty, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. I don't have a favorite. Yeah. Uh, but he says, eunuchs with green eyes won't appease Ching Dai. You're trying to say we're going to get our berries chopped up, dude? <laughs> no, no, he's, that's, that's a, you know, big trouble in little China. Big trouble in little China, but we've also yeah. both green that's, eyes. That's so. very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The hand of Jolly Jen says, CCP believes that manufacturing industry given to them is theirs to keep, not realizing... China is kind of like a day laborer that's being replaced. Yeah, a lot of manufacturing moving to Vietnam, as we saw firsthand. Yeah. Huge I, industrial d- This actually really annoys me, is how the Chinese government constantly goes on about how they single-handedly raised everyone out of poverty. Yeah. That's their big, I don't know, selling point. And they never, ever acknowledge the fact that the rest of the world is what allowed this to happen. Not only mm. through sending foreign aid, billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of foreign aid over the years, but also investing in China, bringing manufacturing to China, you know, giving China preferential trade deals where they don't pay any money to send stuff overseas, for instance. That's why you can order a 50 cent thing from, from China and it'll arrive with free postage to your door. I mean, think yeah. about that, right? Yeah. That's because of preferential trade deals. Right. The rest of the world has given China so much and allowed China to rise up economically. Never mind all the IP theft and all right, that other crap that's right. involved. But I really hate the fact that they seem to stand there and say, like, we did this. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. No, no, no one else helped us. It's us. No one, no you know one, what I mean? Not the people that worked hard in the factories with foreign partnerships. Yeah. No, no. It's all, it's all the, the Communist Party did it all, you know? Yep. Leo P says, one of the few times I get to catch your live streams. Well, thank you, very thank much. you for joining us. Mr. Wednesday, thank you very much. And Koala, do, uh, hey yeah, guys, how's well. my man Ryan doing? Oh, yeah, good uh, old. Well, uh, I actually want to squash that. What? Was that Beijing? Um, there is this absolute bullshit going around in the the news sphere. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely in more tabloid stuff, but I've been sent this probably a hundred times now mm-hmm. about how Xi Jinping is suffering from a brain aneurysm oh, right. and is going to be replaced by Li Keqiang. <laughs> and there's a huge party shift. No. And then every time you read through this stuff, it's like none of this is substantiated and we don't bullshit know where it came from. Bullshit rumors. If you please stop sending me that number yeah. one. And I'm not mad that you do. But just like try to read through it before you send it over because it says in every one of these things that no one it's knows not, where it yeah. came from. It's just it's, it's made not, up. It's, it's made happening. up. Uh, yeah, and Jack it's Britain good says, for clicks and stuff, but it it's is. not true. It says restart, no intro. Oh yeah, we we started right when the intro moved over. Yeah, so uh, light seeker. Hey, John T. What is the lucky number in East Asian cultures? Oh, it's uh oh. I thought I put this in a very easy way to do. Oh, there. So. Great. Eight. It's eight. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Renz, I remember you, Dave Stuff. Thank you very much. Um, and Doc, we'll do one more before we hit into our segment. Old Doc, back again. Just so you all know, by the time the ad is done at the beginning of the show, it cuts both the intro and the first 30 seconds or so. That's okay. I'm sorry about that, but you can go right back at the end and watch it because then there won't be any ad there. Oh, there was an ad? Oh, it's just for some people. Did you start the stream like way late or something? And Probably. But no, I mean... Did it cut out like the first part of the show? No, because if we go back, I saw it, I saw it in the feed. It's like starts at 13 seconds. But oh. then people that got an ad, if they oh. got an ad, then they would have covered that part up. Oh, so okay. So you can go back and watch the intro if you want to see our beautiful faces saying hello. What's up, everybody? Okay. What's up, Beijing? Well, yeah, we got we to gotta make sure that we don't mess that, that up again. Anyway, uh, let's continue mm-hmm. on to our main segment, which, of course, is Soft Power Hour, where we tell you how the Chinese government is changing our mind and messing with people in general. And t- today's actually a terrible subject. Yeah. You know, um, it's new. okay, do, do you remember a short while ago, the Chinese government was making a big deal about China is the most safe place in the world when it comes to COVID. Yeah. I mean... 
we know this because we have Chinese family and we've had Chinese family pressuring our wives and pressuring us and so yeah. on to like, hey, listen, come back to China because everyone's dying in America of COVID. Everyone's dying die. overseas. It's yeah. like you and your families are not safe. You're going to die. Come back to China. It's the safest place in the world. It's the only place in the world where COVID hasn't touched and we beat COVID and we're having pool parties and stuff, right? You remember that? I remember it like yesterday. Yeah. And you know, lots of people, lots of Chinese people actually followed that advice. They did. And they like gave up their studies or whatever they're doing overseas. Um, and they went back to China because they were like, I don't want to be unsafe. I don't want to be in America where everyone's dying, you know, Correct. because that's what the Chinese government's saying and what I'm reading in Weixin and Weibo and stuff. Right. So I'm going to go back to China. Well, guess what? A whole bunch of those people seriously, seriously regret it now. Do you know why? Why? Because the Chinese government didn't renew their passports and are not allowing them to leave. And in fact, are deleting and de destroying, cutting their passports and things like that. So, um, look, in the beginning, I've got to admit, both of us were very skeptical about this because we were hearing, we've been hearing this, by the way, for years now. This is not like for at least a year and a half. Okay. This is not new news to us that people's passports were not being renewed. So in other words, and this happens very often. Well, about a year. Yeah, about a year. I have, I have a timeline coming up here. Okay, cool. Anyway, the fact of the matter is um, when Chinese people living abroad, and this is very common, when their passport's about to expire, okay, because your passport has a lifespan, um, they kind of decide, well, why not fly back to China, go visit family, do take care of a couple of things, and then I can just get my new passport and then come back. Mm -hmm. They kind of factor that in. And this happened to a lot of people where their passport is about to expire. They flew back to China, applied for a new passport, and they were refused. Mm -hmm. And that was a year ago. I was starting to hear this, a year and a bit for me. Um, and that's really not cool. So we thought, yeah, maybe they're being a bit pedantic or maybe they're being yeah. a bit more over the top because of so on. But it turns out it's not. It's actually gotten really bad now where pretty much no one can get out. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we can get into that. Yeah, so let's get into it. So, what, so what's this? This is, what, this is like the, the second wave of this kind of passport rumor stuff goes on. You sort of see in Twitter accounts. I don't. I think this guy's Fang Shimin or something. But anyway, he's posting stuff about how um, there's WeChat messages going around talking about people that are not allowed to get out, right? Yeah. Losing their passports, not getting them renewed. But this goes back further, right? This started in, uh, I found some, some messages. I can give this a timeline. Mm. In July 2021. So we're almost at a year now. Right. Yeah, that, that makes and sense. There's people, yeah, there's people in my circle that went back or had husbands or wives that were foreign nationals, right? That were had to go back home mm -hmm. and then wanted their Chinese husband or wife to go with them, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, in multiple cases, I found out that these people couldn't leave. And this started, like I said, around July 2021. Yeah. And it turns out there actually was a kind of national movement in the government to do this soft pause, as it was called, um, to pause, soft pause passport renewals with circumstances surrounding it, right? Mm. And this was all because of the, the Delta variant at the yeah. time, right? Yeah. The Delta variant was scaring the shit out of China. They, so they, they were worried they were, about people leaving and then yeah, coming back in. Correct. Yeah. So they were like, well, you know, this is not like a ban. Don't look at this like some huge human rights atrocity, like Nazis trying to keep their citizens in. You know, this is just mm. a temporary thing with new variants, kind of crazy one to fizzle out. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be separated for a while. A lot of these people I know were separated, right? In yeah. fact, somebody quite close to me had to deal with this. So what happened was they, the Chinese government said, we're going to be flexible about this. And mm -hmm. anybody that's working or studying who needs to work or study abroad will still be let out, right? Yeah. 
So the problem with these people that I knew was that they weren't working or studying abroad. It's just that that's where their spouse was from. Yeah. And they decided that they needed to go live with them or stay with them, right? Yeah. They were going to stay with them after the fact. Yeah. And it spooked them that the, there was a potential that they might not be able to leave. And it turns out they weren't. Yeah. But there were still student visas being allowed to go back and stuff like this, right? So the problem was is that the rest of the world put out these warnings. They're like, listen, your reputation as a country for being so fickle yeah. is actually going to damage a lot of business partnerships and stuff that you have. So you got to be a little bit more lenient about this. And that's kind of where they put in these clauses. Hey, if you have to work, yeah, yeah. You if you're a student, student all this kind of yeah. stuff. But there's an issue. This is, I, I classify what you see on the screen here as a rumor. This is kind of stuff that I can't personally verify until I started to be able to personally verify stuff. Sure. Okay. So then I started getting messages from people, right? Mm -hmm. That were containing, you know, some of these were from, similar people so maybe stuff they saw on weibo or something like this hmm. but i started digging deeper and i started hearing people that were directly affected by this new wave yeah. so this isn't the old delta thing about oh hmm. students and whatever this is a new thing that wasn't really being talked about until it was too late for a lot of these people right, right? so i got personal contacts that told me that their sister their mom their aunt their uncle whatever people in their sphere when they were going back to China mm -hmm. from abroad, and then upon trying to leave, not only were they not getting their passports not renewed, because that was the previous thing. You have to have six months, you know, free whatever on your passport. Yeah. That's the that's the rule in most countries, right? Yeah, if you want to get a visa. If you want to go back and get yeah. a visa or whatever. The problem is it wasn't just this anymore. This wasn't going to the embassy, embassy saying, hey, my passport's about to expire. Can you give me a new one? They were being asked informally by their employers mm. to turn in their passports. Yeah. Some of it was, some of the excuses were for nationalistic purposes. Hey, we need to fight together as a country. Let's all band together. Return your documents. There's no need for you to go abroad, right? Mm. And we are we are informally asking you as, as your employer to do the right thing and turn in your passport. And we first heard rumors of this in Hunan. Our ears perked up, but again, we had no personal context. But yeah. now I can confirm that this happened to people that I know Mm. that we're going back and not being able to, to leave because yeah. their employer said, we're not going to grant you the letter to let you leave and yeah. you, should, you should hand over your passport. But it got worse, mm -hmm. right? Actually, what ended up happening was that people that were confident before in yeah. the, the whole immigration process, the people that were being found out that had not dual citizenship, but like dual uh, status. So right. they've got a green card, for instance. Yeah. So they have a Chinese passport, but then yes. they also have like an American green card. Let's say American, right? Okay. They have an American green card, but that's not illegal, right? No. There's nothing wrong with that. What's illegal to the Chinese government is if you have two citizens. Yeah. So you can't be an American citizen right. and a Chinese citizen at right. the same time. Right. By the way, those so-called rumors from Hunan about the police telling employers and stuff, uh, that's true. It's been confirmed. I didn't want to say, yeah, no, it has. But at the yeah. time I was saying we yeah. were super skeptical. No, I mean, it was confirmed and, yeah. you know, there, there are actually reports yeah you can go find it and yes. they actually phoned the police and they said yeah it's going to happen in the whole country 100 now it's just here well i was i was mm. addressing the audience in that we were we're always skeptical until something is proven sure, right sure. that has now since been proven yeah. now here's the deal people that were confident in the fact that they had their uh, green card mm -hmm. so that they could go in and out of america and then go visit china right mm. number one this has happened multiple times. China has taken their green card, mm. right, under questioning, and then cut it up, mm. right, for America, by yeah. the way. Number two, not only that, but has also taken away their Chinese passport so that they can't leave, effectively causing this na almost a nationwide uh, issue of exit bans yeah. in a way, right? 
So what happened was, is that this became this kind of secret under, you know, it was like through whispers, basically, and yeah. WeChat groups and all this kind of stuff where people are freaking out about this. And again, I, I know people that know people that were personally affected by this, right? Right. But there's actually a legal document that, that outlines this mm. so, so much. So... Well, yeah, this, let's let's get onto that le legal document over here. So this is from the Chinese government themselves, right? Okay. So this is the, the basically uh, this huge boring speech that is made by the NPCs. Now, don't make any jokes about yeah, that. NPCs. Yeah, NPCs. What is it? I mean, the National NPC. Party Congress or <laughs> yeah, something? So, yeah, National People's Congress. So mm. this is Non-player characters, yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is uh, when they get together, they have these meetings, and they make huge sweeping insanely important decisions in the sense by the way before you continue i have to say that um some of my friends in china were telling me that yeah. right up until right now actually agents were being paid huge amounts Correct. of money yeah i have that yeah here. oh you do have it yeah. there but basically you know you said that they the, the government said if you're working or if you're a mm -hmm. student yeah then you will be allowed sure. to leave right so they were paying agents yeah. exorbitant amounts of money to make up like fraudulent invitations to universities or work you know, invitations or whatever the case, so that people could apply for these passports saying that they're a student or they're yes. going to work. And they were paying them stupid amounts of money just right. so that they could get out of China. This is where this is invalidated. Okay. Because now, although that they're saying that those clauses exist, in reality, what's happening is they're, I would even say particularly banning people from going back to work abroad. Okay. <laughs> that's like, that's what they're trying to cut off here. Right, right. This is a grand sweeping thing. And again, I, if I really distill this huge, massive document. Yeah, right? so you've got links to this. It's an actual Chinese it's the, paper. Yeah, it's it's, here, it's yeah. on the Chinese government website. Yes, correct. Okay, so what does it say? So it goes in, there's some scary language that I highlighted here, right? Okay. It says, uh, so basically, uh, General Secretary Xi Jinping, so, you know, dictator of China, presided over a meeting of the Standing Committee of the Political Bureau of the CPC Central Committee and delivered an important speech. Mm -hmm. Here's a speech. It is necessary, and keep in mind, this is what people are very against right now in China. Yeah. It is necessary to fully cooperate to win the battle to defend Shanghai. Mm. They are not giving up on this. Zero COVID thing. Strengthen the guidance of the Shanghai General Inspection Station and the exit and entry management departments of the public security organ. So this is important. If you read through this, you might you might gloss over a lot of this jargon. I literally think, I, I, if I could put a percentage on it, 80% of this entire article is jargon saying like, we must, you know, exemplify the blah, blah, blah of the organ of the blah, blah, blah. You sure. know, it's all these titles and executive this. But the key point is the entry and exit management departments, right? Okay. Immobilize the entire system to support and cooperate with Shanghai to achieve a dynamic social zero. To see what the language used here, this is like everyone needs to get together to stop people from leaving in order to comply with what they're trying to do in Shanghai's zero COVID policy. Yeah. Right? We must make Beijing a top priority. Oh, okay. Right? Strictly implement the requirements of the Beijing Joint Prevention and Control Mechanism and vigorously support Beijing's epidemic pre prevention and control work. It is necessary to urge the Jilin Frontier Inspection Station, by the way, another hugely hit area yeah. of northern China, to implement precise well, prevention. the entire freaking province is locked down. Yeah, yeah, the whole province. The yeah. whole province of Jilin, yeah. Yes, to implement precise prevention and control measures and continue to consolidate the achievements of the Jilin Epidemic Prevention and Control. It is necessary to guide all frontier inspection stations and entry exit management departments and support and cooperate with local governments to fight the war of annihilation and blockade of ep epidemic prevention and control. It is necessary to strictly implement strict 
and entry and exit policies. Strictly res, uh, restrict non-essential exit activities of Chinese citizens. This is the key, the key phrase. Though. Yeah. And strictly approve and issue exit and entry documents. Okay. So, so yeah, this this. Let me read that again. Yeah. It is necessary to. This is the law. To th- this is the important one. It is necessary to strictly implement strict entry and exit policies. Strictly restrict non-essential exit activities of Chinese citizens and strictly approve and issue exit and entry documents. In other words, if you're not, it's not essential for you to travel, you're shit out of luck. And do you understand that the important part of this, and this is why people, I think, gloss over this. You'd read this and say, well, what's different? Well, what this is, is this is doctrine yeah. saying <clears throat> that Chinese people are just not supposed to leave China now. Yeah. The, you know what non-essential exit activities, this isn't some American thing where you apply for a forum and it's like, you know, it's very easy and transparent to understand what's allowed and what's not allowed. Yeah. This is up to now basically uh, entry and exit permit people in these provinces slash the central government to decide who gets to go. And let me yeah. tell you, it's going to end up being people that the CCP declares is okay to leave for yeah. whatever nefarious purposes. And for them, have. what is essential exactly? Study is not essential. Spies. Yeah, it'll be like you're <laughs> only you're only allowed to go out if you're, yeah. I don't know, part of a government entourage yes. or something to go yeah. do a, a thing. Yeah. Um, so just your average person, forget about going anywhere for tourism. Yes. That's for sure. Forget about going anywhere on like a little business trip. That's not sure. essential. No. Forget everything. So all these avenues are now being shut down for Chinese citizens. And I, I just, I don't, I don't like to preach and say like, oh, let me tell you why this is important. But it is important for a reason. This kind of stuff doesn't usually happen in normal mm. countries. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a guise of something else. There's, mm. there's something going on here. You know, we're not going to know until they put it out in plain language. But yeah. like when they come up with these very severe restrictions like this, there's something else going on. This yeah. is not just about COVID anymore. Right. Yeah. And so it goes on. It talks about some some things I just want to highlight real quick. It's necessary to strictly control the border ports. So we're, look at, we're looking at all of these goods that are not able to be shipped across the world. Sure. It's, we've, we've been snagged up in some of this stuff. Like stuff is not getting out of China to yeah. go elsewhere, right? Strictly prevent the stranded overseas people from gathering at the border uh, and illegal entry uh, into the epidemic to ensure that the people, objects, and environment are prevented and controlled simultaneously and the hidden dangers of problems are dynamically cleared. Now, here's the issue I have with this language that they go on to use. Mm. They start using things like the three non-existence, okay. the four this, the six guarantees. And this is the kind of stuff that's always been around in Chinese you know, jargon. Yeah. But this is really, really really going back to Great Leap Forward. The four, and, the and, four olds, yes, you know. The, and the Cultural Revolution yeah. times. I'm getting Cultural Revolution vibes from this. Big time. And they're doing this like crazy, and they're using this as like uh, an excuse for ultimate control, really. Mm. Um, so they go on, and it, you can read this yourself or whatever. You can just translate it. But um, it's very important to did point Did you put a link, in the, I did. a link uh, in the yeah, description? So the sources at the bottom. Yeah. Um, it's really important to... To read between the lines on this kind of mm, stuff, mm, right? When the when the the CCP does these huge sweeping things, is for other reasons as well. Yeah, I mean it's pretty awful. So we can say that this is not a rumor that mm. they're cutting up people's passports, that they're preventing people from mm. leaving. It's actually there. Yeah, Xi Jinping made this speech. You can go read the source in our description. So all this stuff that started out as rumors and maybe like we thought were isolated cases. Oh, our friend's yeah. wife, who he was yeah. supposed to marry, cannot leave 
to come join him in the United States for their wedding, you know. We were initially hearing stuff like that. Yeah, we were hearing yeah. that. We were like, what's going on? Maybe she did something bad. Maybe, I mean, that, I don't know. Yeah, not even that, but it was like, oh, maybe it's a localized thing. Yeah, and maybe that's just... And then I started to hear more and yeah. more and more and more, and now it's definitely widespread. Yeah. Oh, that, you know, our friend who's, uh, you know, whatever relative went back to China sure. and can't come back to the USA sure. now, that type of thing. We're like, what's going on with this? You know, is this real? Is it just isolated cases? Right. But no, it's actually Israel. That's the thing. It, I, that's why I wanted to go through this, you know, and, and read through this and distill this very boring document is because mm. the average coverage I've seen of this is like this one WeChat group said this. And I'm yeah. not going to rely on stuff like this when in fact there is just legitimate government doctrine yeah. putting out there why they're doing this, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I, yeah. I'm not a fear monger, but this is like, this is not the kind of thing you do normally. I, I'm going to give some advice quickly to anyone who's watching the show. If you have a, a Chinese spouse, for instance, or a Chinese uh, relative, yeah. yeah, relationship doesn't matter. Um, just don't right now, just discourage them from going back to yeah. China. Yeah. Okay. Because they might not be able to leave. And that is not speculation. This is what a dozen people now are in this current situation that we've talked to over the past yeah. week that are completely separated from their spouse yeah. and can't can't hook uh, hook up, link up with them. They can't see them. Well, they can't hook up with them either. They could over video chat. No, they'll probably nope. get censored. You know? Yeah, yeah, for like sure. On the bank of social Yeah, exactly. No, quite seriously, system. though, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying that they can now hold an entire nation hostage and not allow them to leave. That's really scary to me. Like yeah. that's that's when you're when you're ramping up for some weird shit or at least testing something. Yeah. You know? So just be very aware of this that it is a real thing. I'm yeah. pretty sure that there will be um, you know individuals who are allowed to leave and that can come and go. You sure know, it'll, it'll yeah, oh, sure. But I'm just saying they will always use one example. It'll yeah. be like a, a sports star or something. It'll be like, get yeah. your green card now, you know, your or Chinese some green CCP card. Or official that's going yeah. to like yeah. steal intel from the but FBI. I, I've got to be honest with you that my personal friends, you know, that I know in China, um, none of the, the ones that have tried to leave can't, okay? And the ones that haven't tried to leave, well, we don't know yet. So I personally don't know anyone who's very recently left to China. No. no. And uh, it's difficult for foreigners to leave too, you know? Yeah, I mean um, that's that's going to be easier. I of mean, course, it's the Chinese easier. Nationals are not but getting out, but by saying likely, it's but... more difficult for them to leave China, it's it's a logistical nightmare. It is. Uh, we've had we've had uh, people uh, go through their entire. I won't. I'm not yeah. gonna say who, but we'll go through their entire repertoire of what they're going to have to do to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and but at least and they flights, get to leave. Flights are getting cancelled all the time. Yeah, some people um, are have some foreigners have been stuck. Yeah. For, for a long time, for yeah. months and months and yeah. months. Like they wanted to Trying leave. Try to leave, yeah. Try to leave and they with, can't. With embassy approval. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's kind of tough. Yeah. And uh, right now I've got a, a friend who's very worried because yeah, he, he wants to leave with his wife. Yeah. And he's concerned that they're not going to let them when they get to the border. So It, ha- it happens. We'll find out. It happens. It's scary. I, I don't even like to think about stuff like that. It's yeah. really messed up. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's yeah. a real thing. Um, it is. Yeah, it's not a rumor. That's so pretty much. Knows well, Drew. Sorry, that that it's um sorry. Time for us to to move on to our next segment. But before we do, let's do some super chats because we've actually got a really big segment coming we up do. right now, and it's very important. So pork, pork. don't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you did last Friday. Oh, you do? Do you? I don't even remember. Isn't that <laughs> like I know what you did last summer? Mm. Oh, I see. Because we had a show last Friday. Yeah. Lightseeker, how is it possible that Hong Kongers will get the same passport cancellation exit banned anytime soon? I, I mean, no, but maybe if you're in mainland China trying to leave, yeah. you don't know. We don't I mean, know about we, that. We can't say yes or no. Yeah. We, don't, we can't say no. 
maybe yeah. it will happen. Yeah, I mean, look, the CCP has has a lot of control over yeah. Hong Kong, but not that much, not yet. Mm, yeah. They yeah. can do whatever they want. No, I know that, but it's not like on mass <laughs> they can they say. Want it to. They can't say like all all people can't leave right now. That'd be terrible. That'd be a disaster. Yeah, I mean, just you know, you never yeah. know. Yeah, but you don't you don't know for sure. Crabman says saving this episode for the road tomorrow, picking up my first motorcycle, nineteen eighty eight Suzuki GN two fifty. Nice. Oh, that's a great bike. You yeah. know that our um our Moriarty's that the bikes that we rode all across China are based on the GN one two five. That's right. So it's the same bike that that we had, just a bigger yeah. engine. And you can actually deck it out to look exactly like our bikes if you, you want. Yeah. Uh, thank you, R2F. Uh, thank you, Kevin Christian. Uh, Lightseeker. Says got? piss cookies. Piss cookies. Yeah, that, this really time. Piss cookies. Yeah, this time, yeah. Pisu. Uh, yeah, it's actually cakeies, I guess. So. Piss cake. Yeah. Oh, piss mm. cookies and cake. Cook, cakey and cookie is different. No, it's cookies, not oh, cakeies. Cookies. Yeah, okay. sorry. Piss, piss cookies. He said it. Piss cookies. Yeah. Piss cookies means Pinocchio, which now means Peter Dazak. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a thing. Dallin Jones, thank you both for your work. Thanks to you. I've been able to educate uh, my work on what's going on. Here's a little donation. Thank you oh, very thank much, you. Dallin. Appreciate that. Uh, David Stig Hansen, I lived in t- Taiwan for 25 years. Excellent choice. Good on you. you Good on you. That. Thank yeah. you very much. Mm. Mihak Robin, thank you. Daniel Wilcox, breathtaking views and sweeping curbs, coupled with a 469 stop sign and traffic light free miles make the blue ridge parkway a glorious ride for motorcyclists that sounds like you copied a blurb but it's great Google, thanks it's true thanks and thank you very much mihak robin china following science with the shiv okay uh jeffrey rooks is based on your experience hypothetically if the ccp were to lose control in the next four to ten years do you think that this would result in a new centralized regime something like the three kingdoms period uh Potentially, uh, again, I just—it's just not going to happen. No, it's not. But I, I think Guangdong would break away. Guangdong, definitely Inner Mongolia. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely Xinjiang. Yeah, yeah, that, the whole West. Yeah, yeah, the whole, the whole, West of China. whole Western China mm. would fragment. Um, but again, that's hypothetical. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Supreme, Thank very you. generous. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, could you please explain a bit more how the WHO and the Balsack went from covering? T- for China to opposing it. Well, good old Balsack hasn't—he he hasn't changed. Good old, you know. He's still, you know, in his own way, running defense for the Chinese government. But um, the WHO, of course, they can't—they simply cannot at this point stand up and say that the zero COVID policy is a good idea. Yeah, no, it's just completely proven otherwise. And so, because of international pressure and because of the way the rest of the world has opened up now, they had to go out and say that. Because at the end of the day, they do have a job to do. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's what they said. That's right. Um, also, how do I get in touch with you uh, for the channel perks? Uh, reach out on Reddit. Uh, you can DM us on Reddit or Twitter. Yeah. Or um, find one of our business emails. Sweet. Uh, I haven't seen lettuce leaf equals lettuce leave. It's all codes, bro. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. We're no stranger to the codes. We, yeah. read, we read the tea leaves. Uh, David Bartash, clearly those rack-mounted servers were installed by foreigners and they need to be cleansed of the virus. Yeah. It still really annoys me that. Uh, Guillermo Gui says, love the show, guys. Very informative. Thanks to y'all. I want to buy a new motorcycle now. Cool. Any suggestions? Much love from New Mexico. Yes. Uh, new Mexico, I'd say a good bike, good learner's bike. Depends it's what you want to do. Wide open roads there, you know, high speed limit. I mean, if you're going to be on high open roads, uh, big wide open roads, you need a fairly big bike. Yeah. It sure. depends what you want to do. If you want to do a little bit of off-roading, a little bit yeah, of on-roading, do maybe too. do something like a KLR 650 that you can't go wrong with that. Sure. Slow is... It's slow, but it's fun. an adventure bike. You can sure. throw 
luggage on it and just yeah. go anywhere. Or you get a Suzuki uh, DRZ. Those are fun. Yeah, a little supermoto. They're not very fast. Yeah, but if you want to just cruise on the highways, any kind of a cruiser, and it doesn't matter if it's a Honda Shadow or a Virago sure. or whatever they call them, but or if you a Harley look or something. Like more like a you know upright naked bike. Honestly, our bikes are pretty cool yeah. for that. I think you had the you have the yeah Kawasaki the Z nine hundred R Z nine hundred. I have the Yamaha XSR nine hundred. Those are yeah. great. Also great bikes. They're not too challenging. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll we'll uh, keep going. Okay, okay, we're gonna hit Wumar Corner now. Wumar Corner is very special um, today. Today. And a lot of you guys are probably aware of a character by the name of Drew Pavlou, mm -hmm. okay? He's uh, running for uh, Senate in Australia, I believe, and he's, you know, causing all sorts of ruckus over there. His be-all and end-all is like, Australia's beholden to the CCP, he wants to cut ties with that stuff and hold the, you know, governments accountable for being yeah. in bed with the China. Yeah, and he's the first person to really get, get up there and, and do it. Do it and speak up against it properly, sure. like publicly, and, and uh, he's kind of testing the waters there. And he got arrested for basically holding up a sign that said, uh, you know, F Xi Jinping. So we thought we'd get him on and have a little interview with him and find out exactly how that went, because it's incredibly important. So we're going to so, roll that now for you, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this. So, yeah, let's take a look at what good old Drew had to say. Everybody knows Drew by now, and Drew has a couple of very interesting things to tell you about. I personally think this is going to set a precedent when it comes to free speech in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever happens as a result of what happened to him, well, it's important. Let's pay attention. So, Drew, please tell us what exactly went down. Thank you so much, Winston. Thank you, Matt, for, for having me on. Basically, um, you know, I'm a candidate in the elections in Australia. We've got a candidate in Benelong, which is Northwest Sydney. She's Tibetan, Kinzon Dongdu, the first Tibetan to ever run. Um, so we've got a very diverse team. And we went with this diverse team in Kinzon Dongdu um, to an area in her electorate. We went to Eastwood Shopping Centre as it's a main thoroughfare in the electorate. And um, we were with Taiwanese pro-democracy supporters, Chinese pro-democracy supporters, Hong Konger pro-democracy supporters, Tibetans. And so my Taiwanese pro-democracy friend wrote on the sign, the the f xi jinping the fuck xi jinping um in chinese characters because i don't speak chinese she wrote the sign out for us um i was standing next to yeah tibetans chinese pro-democracy types so within two minutes of me holding the sign um all these little pinks these pro-china nationalists ultra nationalists basically had begun surrounding us it ended up being that we ended up being surrounded by about 50 to 60 people mm -hmm. um and there were about a four or five guys in there that were really, really aggressive. And so they started um, swearing at me. They started insulting me. They started um, hurling racial slurs at the pro-democracy Chinese and Taiwanese guys in our crowd. So for example, the girl who wrote the sign, um, she's Taiwanese. They started hurling racial slurs at her, calling a rotten banana. Yellow on the outside, white on the inside was the slur. So they, they started using really brutal slurs um, they were racist. And I said, this isn't an anti-Chinese protest. This is an anti-CCP protest. We're just protesting against Xi Jinping. This is a guy with 1 million people in concentration camps. 
And then they would say stuff like, America's got concentration camps. China doesn't have concentration camps. Xi doesn't have concentration camps. So that so these people were deli- were explicitly pro CCP. So one of the myths that popped up online, um, it turns out that there is no direct equivalent of "fuck you" in the Chinese language. So the the sign basically was "kanima." Um, Taonima. Taonima. Sorry. Tao. 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 <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, tau, tau. You yeah, gotta know how to yeah. swear properly, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the the, the sign yeah. basically said Xi Jinping fuck Xi's mother. Um, yeah, and mm. it wasn't that I was deliberately setting out to insult his mother or whatever. I mean, this is just the standard equivalent of fuck you in the Chinese. Yeah, dude. Language. I mean, like anyone who tries to twist it into anything else is being disingenuous. Because oh, that's course, what you yeah. hear. Someone cuts someone off in traffic, you know, the taxi driver will shout that, you know, when people are just yeah. having a friendly little argument, they use it. I've heard it a million times. They were trying to twist it and say, Drew Sign insulted all the Chinese people in the neighborhood. Drew Sign apparently was insulting the mothers of everyone in the neighborhood. That is a complete <laughs> lie. The sign yeah. was just deliberate. Del- the, the sign was only Xi Jinping. And, yeah. um, and the people who were attacking us were pro-CCP. They were, they were saying stuff like, America has the gen- America has the genocide. America has the concentration camps. Not China. Sure. Not Xi Jinping. So they were they were directly they were directly saying stuff supportive of Xi Jinping, and mm-hmm. so it got it got um, it escalated. Not thanks to me because I actually was completely peaceful the entire time. I didn't lay a finger on anyone. They they were getting into my space. They were they were threatening to hit me, and um, and I just said you know if you're gonna hit me hit me I'm peaceful. I had my hands behind my back. Um, they came up behind Chris, the guy who was filming it. He's like an independent protest journalist. They came up behind Chris, put him in a bear hug. And then they came to me and the guy who was holding a child in his arms actually like hit my sign. And then, and then the two other really aggressive guys came up straight after they put Chris in a bear hug, a bear hug tried to smash his camera. They ripped the sign out of my hands, ripped it in pieces, stomped it on the ground. They're getting in my face. They were like, they're acting as though they were about to hit me. They're like sort of flinching in my direction like that. Um, and, and so like the thing really escalated and then suddenly police arrived like two, three minutes later, I had my hands behind my back the entire time. Cause I didn't want anyone to be able to accuse me of being violent. I was peaceful the entire time. Police came. And for some reason, the police were, um, really aggressive towards us rather than the, rather than the pro China violent supporters. And so I pointed out the guy who actually assaulted Chris actually came up behind him put him in a bear hug, tried to smash his camera. I said, that guy's assaulted people live in live, live as tens of people were filming right in front of 50, 60 people in broad daylight in the middle of Sydney. He's assaulted people on camera. Are you going to go arrest him? And then they went up, talked to him, but they didn't arrest him. Um, they came back to me and started, started being really, really aggressive saying your sign's offensive, etc." I said, this is free speech. I've peacefully protested. It's not insulting Chinese people. It's insulting Xi Jinping. It's protest against the CCP. My hands have been behind my back. I haven't touched anyone, but they were really, really aggressive towards me. They, um, they ultimately called it all off. And then I went to the police station to give a report about the assault. And at the, at the time, the police seemed sympathetic to us because we were obviously the ones who were assaulted. We hadn't touched anyone. We weren't being aggressive. We were just holding a sign peacefully. Um, at the time, they seemed sympathetic to us, but then, then it started really changing. So, and suddenly the pro-China supporters were really, really aggressive and were saying stuff like Drew was racially vilifying the Chinese community. The sign was racist against Chinese people, which is not true whatsoever. It was a direct insult against Xi Jinping 
a brutal mm. dictator, not the Chinese people. It's so disingenuous to claim that all, all Chinese people must support the CCP. So a criticism of the CCP in the middle of Australia must be racist towards Chinese people. That is such a that is such a racist um, and such a racist and disingenuous propaganda line that's propagated by the Chinese government. It's a complete lie. We were insulting the Chinese dictatorship and there were many many pro-democracy Chinese supporters who were there they came up to us after the protests thanked us for what they were doing what we were doing they said stuff like I wish we could join the protest but we're scared in Australia to do it, join the protest multiple people said that to me and um the next day I was going home to Brisbane and um the detective rung me up and he said oh Drew can you come back into the station to discuss your statement and I said you know I've already given my statement I'm going to the airport to go home to my family like why do you need me there and I was like, is it because of the sign? Because I could, at that time, you know, it was going viral online, all these Chinese government supporters saying, true sign was racist, et cetera. And he was like, yeah, well, we've been investigating your sign. You know, it didn't just say, fuck you, did it? It said, Xi Jinping, fuck your mother. And I said, well, that's a, stre- that's a standard direct translation in Chinese. It wasn't, I mean, it's the equivalent of fuck you in Mandarin. Um, like, are you going to charge me with offensive language or something? I mean, I was peaceful the entire time. You've got my statement. And then he was like, oh, well, we can't do this over the phone. I'm going to have to talk to your lawyer. We'll communicate through your lawyer um, in future. And um, I went home to Brisbane and I told my lawyer about this and he was like, this is this is like really, really dodgy what the police have done here because they were trying to get you to come into the station to talk about your statement without a lawyer present. And what they really were doing, which is clear from the phone call, is they wanted you to come in so they could charge you with the sign. So... They, they, the police were suddenly trying to go after me, even though I was the one attacked. And due yeah. to a lot of public, due to a lot of public pressure, they did end up charging the Chinese government supporter who assaulted Chris, had ripped up the sign, had had threatened to attack me, assault me. But they charged him with assault. But as I said, they didn't arrest him on the day. They, they, they gave him a common assault charge. It's, a, it's the lowest assault charge possible. And like. He wasn't arrested. He didn't spend any time in a prison cell, et cetera, et cetera. Not saying that he had to go to prison, not saying that he deserved to be in a cell necessarily, but like, I'm just trying to contrast his treatment to my treatment. Cause what happened was I went back the next week to the same place where we were attacked. And basically the goal was to just show defiance in the face of people who were, you know, violently trying to suppress free, repress free speech in Australia. My whole point was, you know, in Australia, in the middle of Sydney, I should be able to insult Xi Jinping. I'm, we shouldn't be violently attacked. It should be, we, we were trying to make a stand for free speech by going back. And I went back with 30, 40, um, you know, Hong Kong democracy supporters, Taiwanese doc- democracy supporters, Chinese democracy supporters, a really diverse crowd. This time I didn't put any profanity on the signs because the police had threatened to arrest us on the spot if I put profanity on the signs. Mm-hmm. There, were about, there were about 20, 30 police officers there to watch our demonstration. It was pretty intimidating. And, but everything was peaceful. Everything seemed to be going fine. They, they, had, um, they had not charged me with anything by that point. My lawyer had written to them and actually had expressed, um, like he, he had expressed, um, he, he had really, he'd called out the fact that they had tried to um, deceive me into going into the station to charge me without a lawyer present. Um, and so he said, you know, if Drew's charged, we will, we will take full legal action against the New South Wales police. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, well, Drew's not, Drew's, Drew hasn't been charged. We're investigating. We'll inform you the second that Drew's charged. Um, but but the but they there was no there was no um, contact with the New South Wales Police. I mean, I had told the Australian Finance, Federal Police. I told which is a level above the New South Wales Police. I told the detective who tried to charge me. 
I told them I'm going back to Eastwood to hold the protest. They'd seen my social media. They had 20 police officers there. So they, they later on, they would try and say that Drew didn't um, inform us that he was having a protest. Well, I told the AFP, I told New South Wales police through the detective. Um, the protest was peaceful. It was actually very, it was actually quite quiet for a while. It started off very peaceful. Everything was fine. There was no confrontation. There were a lot of police there. Um, so no one was daring to attack us. Um, I actually took a bit of a back foot. I took on a, a lesser role in the second protest. So like I sort of let the Hong Konger, the Taiwanese and the and the um, Chinese pro-democracy mm-hmm. groups sort of lead the protest in this one. Like, you know, they were chanting pro-democracy slogans in Mandarin and, and Cantonese as well. You know, I don't speak these languages. I actually took a bit of a back foot in this in this second protest because I was um I, I, I knew obviously the first rally I'd been attacked, it was very provocative. I knew New South Wales police were looking for any any reason to, you know, go after me. So I took on a, a much quieter role in the second protest. Um so that's why it became so bizarre that I ended up getting arrested. So what happened mm. was the, the protest was peaceful, it was very quiet. You know, the Chinese pro-democracy guys were chanting slogans in in Mandarin. It was going towards the end of the protest. We did it for about 40, 50 minutes. It was going towards the end. We were about to pack it up, go home. And then these little pinks rocked up, these Chinese pro-CCP supporters, and they started yelling insults in Mandarin at the Chinese pro-democracy guys who were on our on our side. And then suddenly, you know, the crowds like pushed together. It became quite heated. I didn't do anything. I was holding a sign that said free Hong Kong, free Tibet, free the Uyghurs, down with the CCP, no profanities. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't lay a finger on anyone. I wasn't even standing near the main confrontation. Um, I was standing like three, four meters off to the side. I was just stay, I was just yelling free Hong Kong. Like I was not even near, you know, the, the main like ruckus there. And then suddenly the New South Wales police called me aside. They called me aside and tried to take me aside by myself. So no one would be able to film. No one would be able to see what was happening. And I tried to get Kinsman to come over to film so that because I just wanted evidence of whatever New South Wales police were going to do to me. So calling Kinsum over, I tried to walk off, walk off to try and get Kinsum and they actually stopped me. And I said, am I under arrest? And they're like, no, you're not under arrest, but they weren't letting me leave. And then, and then they said, you know, we're giving you a charge for offensive language on your sign last week. Um, you will have a court date on such and such early June. Um, do you understand, et cetera? And I was like, okay, yep. And like I had Kinsum filming, et cetera. So it was quite bizarre because Clearly, they had waited to the moment that any protests escalated to then charge me with the protest the week before, which is just really, really, you know, bizarre. It doesn't sound like normal police tactics. It seems very much like an intimidation tactic. And it also, um, it was also like very, I mean, it was, it was a very dodgy and dirty tactic as well, because the police detectives had told my lawyer, we will directly inform you and you and Drew the second that if anything happens in the investigation. They didn't inform us of anything in the investigation. In fact, they waited until I was peacefully protesting again in Sydney to then charge mm-hmm. me. So it was very much an intimidation tactic. I, again, as I said, I tried to walk away before and they were stopping me from walking away, but they but they said I wasn't under arrest. So it was like this weird halfway arrest sort of thing where I couldn't leave, but but um, but um they but they weren't arresting me formally. Eventually they let me go and I w- went off to join the crowd again. And I just was... I still was again like five meters from the main confrontation. I just was chanting free Hong Kong. I wasn't even doing anything. I was peaceful. Um, I literally was just holding a sign five meters away, chanting free Hong Kong. And then the police sergeant in charge came over again and said, Drew, I'm giving you a formal move on order. 
the protest is escalating and it's now causing fear and alarm to the public. It's now got a, there's now a violent threat. Um, and so I'm, I'm directing you to move on. Otherwise you'll be arrested. And mm. it was quite, it's, you know, this is the terrible thing about it, right? So based on the precedent they were setting here, we can be peaceful. And if pro-China, if pro-CCP supporters come along, ultra-nationalist little pinks, and then they get violent and they attack people and they insult people, then police will have to automatically shut down the protest and you will be blamed for it because you're starting fear in, you're the one sparking fear and alarm mm. among the public by holding a protest in the first place. So, so basically what they're giving is a free license to CCP supporters to shut down any protest in Sydney or Australia, anywhere, mm. in, anywhere in Australia, if, if they come along to a peaceful protest and get violent and attack people, then the, then the police will say, oh, well, the, the CCP, well, then the pro-democracy supporters are the ones calling, causing fear and alarm among the public. They're the ones starting a violent escalation. We will shut down their protests. So it's a terrible mm. thing for free speech in this country. And, do you, and that's I have a quick question. Do you, do you have, yeah. uh, do you think it would be uh, that case in the opposite? Like, for example, if there were pro-CCP protesters and there were anti-CCP people that came to confront those protesters do you think it would go that way too no i don't think so because just in my own experience like going back to the first protest that started everything for me back at ushu in july 2019 that was the first protest where i got punched and stuff like that because i was mm. i was saying down with xi jinping at uq um on that day the police tried to put the police directly told me and the pro-democracy crowd to move on multiple times mm -hmm. Never a threat of arrest, though, which really shows how the New South Wales police were really, like, just completely out of control. They never tried to threaten to arrest me at um, UQ. But but the police are that day. They did try and move on the pro-democracy supporters, but never once did they ever, ever try and right. move on the anti-CCP. Never once did they ever try and move on the, the pro-CCP supporters, not once. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a double it's a double standard. It's almost mm. like they're scared of, it's almost like they're scared of the CCP supporters and the CCP supporters are almost you know above the law and that's why the police were so so aggressive. So they they told me to move on and I said you know with respect officer I'm not moving on because this is about conscience for me this is a, this is a matter of free speech and he said well you will be arrested and I said I'll accept arrest and so I didn't I didn't make any attempt to resist whatsoever. They didn't even put handcuffs on me because I literally just like I wasn't doing anything to arrest, resist arrest. He just said, "Come with me," and I said, "Okay," and I just walked along with him. And um, you know, I I had to wait for the paddy wagon or whatever. The police vans show up. They came up. They patted me down in front of everyone. There were there were all these people watching me in public. And then um and then they put me into the they made me take off my belt because apparently that just in case I was a suicide threat or whatever. Um, mm. they put me in the back of the the police van. And then they took me to the police station, fingerprints, mugshot. Um, they wanted to do an interview with my lawyer not present, um, which I refused. Um, um, I just had to sit there for like five hours, no contact with the outside world. I wasn't allowed to use my phone. I was only allowed like, you know, one or two phone calls. And then that's when I called my dad and he was like, oh, Drew, what are you doing? Like, he was really upset with me. <laughs> my dad's like, you know, old Greek conservative bloke. He doesn't like me getting in trouble, which fair enough. I'm sure you realize just how important this whole scenario is uh, when it comes to setting a precedent mm. uh, yes. in Australia for free speech. Because yeah. um, to dumb it down for everyone who maybe just doesn't understand the situation, you and your own country went to go stand in public and hold up a sign that said, you know, Xi Jinping, F you or F your mother, which is the same thing in Chinese. And you're the one who got attacked and then arrested 
warned off and got into trouble. You know, this is yeah. the most ridiculous thing. Um, it shows you just how afraid Australia is of China and how, how much China has a grasp and a control over Australia. Because if you went up there and you put up a sign saying, I don't know, fuck Mandela or, you know, fuck the Dalai Lama or, you know, you or can even, choose anyone, even, even your own. Prime Minister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could say, you know, fuck Scott Minister. Morrison, you know, yeah, you would have no been would fine. No, you would be absolutely fine. fine. Yeah. No, we know that's the case. And it's just like anywhere else in the world where you could go hold up a sign saying F whatever, but you hold up a fuck Xi Jinping. And if there's an, a considerable amount of um, influence over the country, Chinese influence, uh, you will suddenly get a lot of trouble, like just like you have. So you have to make sure that this is fought tooth and nail. You have to set a precedent so that, so that the people of Australia can stop being afraid of speaking out against the Chinese government. And it's disgusting that um, they jumped directly on the whole racism thing, which is something that the Chinese government has been very successful in using mm. to silence opponents abroad. They, they jump on racism, especially since you were there with your Asian candidates, all right? Yeah. And Taiwanese yeah. and Hong Kongese, are they not Chinese? Why? Why? I mean, you had a Chinese person write the sign for you. Is that not a Chinese woman? Does she not have a say in this? You know, why do yeah. they have to suddenly uh, demonize what what you guys did as a group, they, you know, and they called they called her a race trader for doing yeah. that. Mm. I mean, that's like, the thing. They're, like they're terribly racist. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the thing that worried me the most. This takeaway was that you and an entourage of other Asian people of all different you know countries or territories cannot feel safe to stand up against the dictatorship that is oppressing them in their own territories yeah. in yeah. a sovereign yeah. country like Australia. Yeah, and now they're coming yeah. there and they're oppressing the people and they're controlling and scaring the people in Australia. It's disgusting. Yeah, so, so as, I, as I said as well, like directly after I got attacked, like just before I went to the police station on my first day to give the state, there were a number of Taiwanese and Chinese pro-democracy supporters who had just been watching on like, they were watching on in the background. They didn't want to get directly involved because they were scared. Mm -hmm. They basically directly said that to me. They were like, they came up and they said, thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, I'm really scared for your safety. I really wish I could do what you're doing, but I'm scared for my safety. And so like, I'm obviously lucky because I'm, as I don't have family members in China that the Chinese government can go after. I'm, mm -hmm. I have that, you know, level of privilege. I'm protected by my Australian citizenship. And even I'm, they're going after even me. So obviously mm -hmm. it sends a signal. It's, it sends a, it creates a chilling effect where a lot of people become scared to speak out. And, Exactly as you said, you know, you go to any climate rally in Australia, you go to any any protest, you can see dozens and dozens of signs that say, fuck Scott Morrison, fuck Peter Dutton, fuck, you know, met multiple members of the government. No one will ever get arrested. No one will ever get charged. Um, no one gets bashed. No one would ever, you know, cause a problem. I mean, it, this is just normal political speech in Australia. But suddenly, when you say fuck Xi Jinping, for some reason, that's not protected free speech in Australia. Uh, uh, for some reason, that becomes something that's across the line and so mm. and, and we know why that is it's because supporters of the chinese government um will use racists will will try and smear you as a racist they will try and they would actually use violence to try to shut down your rally etc and the police don't know how to deal with it and when the ccp supporters get violent they actually crack down on the pro-democracy peaceful side because they just want they just want the whole like you know they just want the tension to end so yeah they don't want to be really... called racist themselves well that, that that's yes. the issue that i yeah. have with it is that what you're to the leadership in in new south wales or whatever in australia in general you have to understand and if i'm talking to them right now you have to understand that what uh, you've created a situation where asian people themselves don't have a safe place to be 
So you've created tyranny and race, race-based tyranny for other Asian people. Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. That's very, very good. Well said. Well, yeah, at least yeah. you, you're getting people talking. The, the eyes of the world are looking at this right now, hopefully more and more. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we wish you the best of luck, mate. Just keep fighting keep and keep us up to date as to how it goes. And especially this ridiculous um, charge against you by the New South Wales police. Uh, we've got to see what, what happens yeah. with that. So keep us uh, up to date. To our audience, all of Drew's links are down below. Yeah, uh, go, so follow go follow him on him. Twitter. He, he's obviously posting all the stuff he's talking about. So go check mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate yeah, I- you, Drew. I, I basically have the same posting schedule as Trump. I mean, like there's like 50, 60 tweets a day. I'm tweeting there on the toilet. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. so people, yeah. Follow, yeah, follow along. And thank you so much, Winston and Matt. I always appreciate your support. And you guys have given me, honestly, a lot of guidance because like you have had those run-ins with the really vile propagandists before. They've mm-hmm. tried to smear you. They've tried to do like, they've tried to destroy your names just like they've tried to destroy mine. And so your mm-hmm. guidance, yeah. like, you know, dealing with that has been a big help. So I really appreciate your help, guys. And, our pleasure. and I'll definitely yeah, absolute update pleasure. You. Yeah, and I'll definitely update you as um as the case progresses because we'll try to go to the high court. And yeah, thank you so much because we're we're in this movement together. Yep. We're mm, trying indeed. to wake the world almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank good you, stuff, Kings, man. Yeah. yeah. No, thank no, you. Thank anyway, you. mate. Thanks, seriously. Awesome. That was good. Yeah. So guys, what do we got in the background here? Another fact chaser. By the way, thank you, Drew, for coming on the show. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. It's Stand all- your ground. Yeah, or whatever. Oh, yeah, we'll get back to Drew's up to all sorts of tricks. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a minute. But um, it was good to have Drew on the show Mm -hmm. to explain what happened to him. And I would just need to reiterate again just how damning that whole situation is, that as an Australian citizen in his own country to go in the middle of an Australian city to go and hold up a sign and say, fuck Xi Jinping, and he gets arrested, basically. And he gets harassed and he gets attacked. Not correct. No, it's not correct. No. And you know, makes no I, sense. So, something else that actually really pisses me off about this entire situation is the fact that he's there with his Asian uh, counterparts, okay, his peers, the people that are running with him. But he's the only one that's getting the shit. Taiwanese, Tibetans, Uyghurs. It's as if everybody ignores his yeah. Asian counterparts as if they don't matter. Yeah, that's that actually bothers me when media tries to go after him and stuff. They are ignoring all of the Asian human rights activists that are there. Yeah, look at the second protest when he was actually yeah. arrested. He was there with Tibetans and right. Hong Kongers and Taiwanese and Uyghurs. But the news doesn't pay attention to them. He was standing there. Yeah. Everybody else was shouting right. and doing worse than him. Like you said, he took a back he took a back foot and he just kind right. of stood there with a sign. But the people that were shouting and waving flags and everything, none of them were arrested. Do they not mm-hmm. matter? Do they, their opinions not matter? It's only Drew. Right. It shows you just how how racist the whole situation actually is. That they yeah. just go after him and ignore the um, the Asian people that are involved in this, and the, as the, if they the, don't matter. Yeah, and the, the Asian people that were affected in China. Yeah. about this. Yeah, right. It's insane. Anyway, yeah, go uh, subscribe to China Fact Chasers, please. Do have we gotten up to thirty thousand yet? Uh, let me pull it up while you entertain yeah. the crowd. Um, yeah, I I really do suggest you. Go and subscribe. It's great. It's nice to have another little channel. Oh, we're so close. Come on, guys. We need 200 subs. So if you haven't subscribed, please go over and subscribe so you can get your daily dose of a clip that's been edited and uh, updated, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We'd appreciate it. Anyway. Share that. Here, um, linking like crazy in the chat. Yeah, okay, cool. Send that to your friends, your mom, your dad, everyone. (laughs) Guys, let's let's get back to another little trick that, (laughs) um, again... Everyone's saying Drew pulled a trick, but it's not actually Drew. Is the Max Mock the the Hong Kong pro democracy yeah. uh, protester? Why in doesn't exile. he get any credit? 
he's in exile in Australia. Um, he's an Australian citizen too. And Gladys Liu is um, somebody who's connected to the CCP United Front, okay? And she's been linked many times to the Communist Party of China and, you know, whatever. We don't need to get into that. But they're basically going to give her a little bit of shit when she's running her campaign, okay? To basically say, hey, you're taking Chinese money. So what did they do? Um, the Mac, Max Mock guy, he got a bunch of RMB, some Chinese Yuan, and threw it at her. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. So I want you guys to pay attention. This this is a pretty funny stunt. So they threw a bunch of RMB at her. Okay, just to, sim to symbolize the fact that she takes Chinese money. Which, yeah. you know, it's, it's out there. You can go read about it as much as you want. Yeah. But this is just to symbolize that. So Max chucked all his money. Yeah, so Max threw all the, the money. Yeah, they exchanged 100 uh, Australian dollars uh, into one RMB notes. One and five RMB yeah. notes. But all the press, they said that Drew threw the money. Yeah. Because, again, racism. Right. It's, they, they're ignoring this pro-democracy Hong Kong guy who was actually right. running for a seat yep. and he got... Cancelled or the, whatever. The media there thinks the Asians don't matter. Apparently. No, no. Apparently, this Max Mox guy, the guy who <laughs> who put his life on the line in Hong Kong, by the way. changed the money and yeah. went and threw the money. No, it's not him. It's Drew. Yeah. Again, um, and and we we have to again just point out the the utter clown show that all of this is. You yeah. know. Um, anyway, this it's kind of a funny situation. You see someone that had a Winnie the Pooh doll? Yeah. Another one of his... You'll see he's there with other Asians, right? Yeah. It's Asian people that are fighting for this movement. Of course. They're, they're the ones that have the biggest biggest investment in this. You know, like Hong Kong people, because Hong Kong's very really destroyed. Tibetans, Taiwanese, Uyghurs, Tibetans, everyone. yeah. Burmese. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Okay, and then, okay, we just had to, one more thing. The Kim, Kim Jong-un thing. <laughs> this is outlandish, but so, very funny. So, yeah, Drew hired, or I don't know, got it, uh, this, this Kim Jong-un impersonator to walk into Gladys Liu's campaign office. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> well, let's take a look. Well, let's explain it real quick. You want to explain? So, obviously, I think it's easier to get a Kim Jong-un impersonator because more people are just more familiar with yeah. that look, that bowl cut, you know, that chubby Yeah, I look. mean, you, if you got a Xi Jinping impersonator... I think less people would yeah, know. They wouldn't, yeah, you, it's not as iconic. Be, yeah, it'd have to be, like, spot on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Kim Jong-un is more general dude, yeah, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, so you got him to go there and basically say that he endorses yeah, Gladys Leo. Yeah, because, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny anyway it's, I it's, we it's gotta hilarious. look at this one yes. there's this one reaction here which is amazing let's get us out of here and you can yeah. see Gladysley is the communist candidate for Australia I'm gonna ask her excuse me you are gonna have to let this is the most offensive thing I've ever seen in a campaign excuse you need me to this is you don't tell business. the supreme leader what to do <laughs> that guy's reaction. That guy's reaction over there. Can we start yeah, that one yeah. part again? Because you know that guy in the the green polo the shirt green or whatever. Green polo shirt guy feigning, feigning like he's offended about yeah. this. But it's offensive for a Kim Jong Un impersonator to show up. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking joke. It is. Dude. I, I just love his face when he's like, "You may not tell the supreme leader what to do. Just look at his face. Watch it." Thank you very much, Gladstone. Is the communist candidate for Australia? I'm going to ask her. 
excuse me, you are going to have to leave. This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen in a campaign. Excuse me, you don't tell the Supreme Leader what to do. I support Gladys. He's just so taken aback. He's like, what? And all three were here. So thank you very much, all for coming, for supporting this great, great candidate for for the area. Excuse me, who are you? What's your name? Can we get a name? Supreme Leader, Kim Jong. It's Supreme Leader, but I'm known by my alias, Howard Hicks, okay? However, you can call me the leader. Thank you very much. I Thank you. Who are you, sir? Are you a union member? It's not good enough. I mean, who do you represent? Who are you? I represent the DTRK, the Democratic. Uh, <laughs> sir, that's not good enough. Just tell us All right, who it you is are. good enough. Who are you? Who are you? I'm Stephen Evans. I'm a journalist. I'm asking you, who okay, are you? Okay, tell me your family, where they live, and your roots to work. <laughs> These people are such wankers. I know, but I, it's just such stuffy pieces of shit. It's so funny. My God, especially that sweater guy. The sweater guy's hilarious. That is the most offensive thing I've ever seen in a campaign. What the fuck are you smoking, yeah. dude? Oh, God forbid there's a bit of humor. I feel like in Australia, they, they don't have to deal with offensive stuff much. I guess not. I don't want to generalize, but what a, I hate this, like, I'm shocked on I, behalf of the I've public. I've got to get his reaction. This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen in a campaign. Excuse you me. To, you don't tell the Supreme Leader what to do. <laughs> he's just like whoa yeah there i got i got it look at this he just doesn't know how to deal <laughs> what what yeah what you he, he talked back to me <laughs> yeah let's just say his jimmies were rustled i feel like he'll go get a chai latte and calm down yeah, a little later sure. you know, extra down. shot of yeah. sugar yeah. sauce yeah. soy syrup. soy chai yeah, latte yeah anyway <laughs> it's just kind of hilarious um yeah so that's what drew's beat up to how is that offensive, by the way? What, the Kim Jong-un thing? Yeah. It's not. It's a parody, right? It's funny. Isn't that what political parody and political cartoon... So every political cartoon that has mm-hmm. like a, a like Biden that looks makes him look like an animal or something, that's, that's now the most offensive thing in the world. Mm. You can't just have somebody go out there and make a parody of something. Yeah. A political parody. I mean, the joke here is that Gladys Leo, whatever this woman running supports for, like because she was communism and to the United Front in, yeah, in yeah. China, right? So it's the idea is, oh, she's going to support dictators in she, China. There's ton, tons of links and money and and sure. dastardly things. Like I said, you can read up on it; sure. it's, it's out there. But at the end of the day, you should be able to poke fun. Of course, that's what politics is about. Yeah, right? campaigning. This is campaigning. Yeah, look at what great press that is. Look at all the cameras. <laughs> it worked so well. It did. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Anyway, yeah. this guy, the guy, the actor is a legend. By the way, yeah. this is Oscar worthy. I know this it's it's shit. amazing. He's funny. Like I said, like where is your family? I love, you I love the uh, yeah. the whole like leaning into the character and not backing down. He's yeah. like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll get. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. Yeah. Anyway, we thought we had to share that with yeah. you. It's it's like the highlight of our week oh, really it's, it's so, so funny. funny yeah so um i guess it's time for us to basically move on into world news okay yeah which is uh let me just make sure i got is it, it world view sorry well i keep getting we that view messed the up. news from yeah. the world so worldview where we get to talk about what's going on in the world specifically with regards to china usually so it's kind of like what's new but a little different yeah. Um, and uh, what do we got going on over here so the u.s government website that talks about countries basically right sure they did this thing that's pretty crazy, mm. and it's going to make China so mad. It has not, made China. Yeah, you are, yeah. 
It's gonna be a it's gonna be a thing that lasts for a long time. Yes, that makes them mad for a long time. Right. Yeah, yeah. So here's the old entry. Basically, this talks about the U.S. Taiwan relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And they go on to say that uh, the U.S. has a long-standing one-China policy, which is guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, the three U.S. joint uh, communiques, and the six assurances. Isn't it a communique, not a communique? Communique, communique. I'm it's, French. It's okay. Yeah. I just said, yeah. Um, the though the United States does not have di diplomatic relations with Taiwan, we have a robust unofficial relationship as well as an abiding interest in maintaining peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait, right? Isn't that the new so one? It says, consistent with the Taiwan Relations Act, the United States makes available defense articles and services necessary to enable Taiwan to maintain a self-sufficient defense uh, capability. Isn't right? that, is that the new one you, or the old yeah, one? Yeah, this is the new one. You scroll past the first one. Yeah, so... You're supposed to play the first one first. That's the new one, right? No, no, that, you, this, this is the new one. So the old one you put in second. Wait, what are you talking about? Go, go can you stop? Okay, so here's the Kim Jong-un thing, right? <laughs> For those of you who don't know. Thank you very much. For those of you watching at home. Okay. Now, now, listen. Okay. Wait I'm, for it I'm, to come I'm, up. I can't okay. read the blank screen. Okay. So, you see this up here? Mm -hmm. This says that this is the old one. I just read the new one, right? No, this, this is, is the old one. Yes. Is this? No, this is the new one. This is the old one. It's the new one. Okay, show me the new Stop. one. Stop. <laughs> Leave it. No. Okay. So that, what? This is Go the one back. you read. Yes, because you scrolled to that one. That's what I was saying. You read the new one instead of the right, old one. Correct. That's why. Now so let's go to the old one. This is what it used to Let's say. have a do-over, okay? So for all of you guys out there, this is what it used to look like right here. Yes, this is what the U.S. described Taiwan as not being a country. And let me highlight the sentence. Please go. That. Acknowledging the Chinese position that there is but one China and Taiwan is a part of China. Okay, mm -hmm. this is the old, and this is the official U.S. response, right? Yeah, this this has been since 1979 yes. or whatever. Taiwan's right? a part of China doesn't mean that it should be governed by the PRC, by the way, not mm -hmm. by the CCP. Mm -hmm. It's just that there is one China, right? That's the one China policy. Okay. Right? Now, the new version of that, which I've already read, but I'll read again. Go forward, please. There, there were two sentences that were taken out, by the way. Yes. What was the second one? You're covering up the screen. Oh. Um, so... Let me pull it up here. I can't read So, it the 1979 Taiwan Relations Act provides the legal basis for the unofficial relationship between the United States and Taiwan and enshrines the U.S. Uh, commitment to Taiwan in maintaining its defensive capability. The United States insists in the peaceful resolution of cross straits, blah, 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 blah. That's not the one. Where's the one that's missing? Pulling up side by okay, side. Okay, side by side. Bear with us, guys. Step by step, day by day. Let me put the old one here. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Don't Please know why do. I'm singing that song. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. The did. original one says the U.S. United States does not support Taiwan independence, right? Mm -hmm. The original one. Okay. Very important because now it doesn't say that anymore. Okay. Yes. You can imagine how scary that is to the Chinese government yeah. because that takes out the most key element. So, yeah, for those of you who are watching up there, just on that first thing, the United States does not support Taiwan independence is the old one. Yes. From 1979. Correct. Up until now. Yes. Up until like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Xianzai, Taman Tanshida. The United so. States has a long standing one China policy. It seems like it took that away. Correct. Which is very important. It's so important. It's not even funny because China mm. needs people to always say that Taiwan is not, it should not be supported for independence, right? Yeah. When you take away that key phrase, what that means is it ta it's tantamount to saying we're kind of okay with that. Yes. Yeah. And that's scary. I mean, this, this is also, you know, 
it's it's kind of symbolic of a bit of a policy shift too. Yes. Um, in that, you know what, you guys are being such pieces of shit in the Chinese government that we're, you know, we're going to re- reconsider. Yeah, it's like, why why do we have to play by your rules? Yeah. Because all you do is break your own rules right. and you break all your promises to us and the rest of the world. Why do we have to stick by it? Correct. It's pretty much the... want to break some rules? Let's break some rules. That's the vibe I'm getting from yeah, this. Because they're very adamant about this one thing. The Taiwan is a hot button issue. It always yes. has been. They are so ashamed of the fact that, you know, they lost this this island, which they didn't have in the first place, by the way. Yes. But this is was a civil war, okay? And you can imagine it, like, you know, in America, you had the North and the South. Just imagine that all the people in the South went down to, I don't know, Texas and walled it off, and they were a different country. They have a different currency. I know they want this, don't they? <laughs> no, all but, the South people. <laughs> yeah, but they have a different con- uh, government. They've got different currency, different trades with other sure. people around the world. And the federal American government's like, screw that. If anyone ever recognizes, a, you know, Texas as its own country, we're going to cut off, uh, you know, all ties with you and all trade. And that's what's happening with Taiwan. But the fact of the matter is that Taiwan has never, ever been governed by the Communist Party because it was a civil war. So the the people that were fighting, the nationalists, they fled to Taiwan and they set up their own nation state over there. Okay, They set up their own country, really. And the communists claim Taiwan as their own, but they've never actually governed it. So it's dumb. It's like, oh, that's mine. But we've never had it before, ever. In the history of mankind. It's kind of like, you know, you go to the car dealership and there's a car you really want there. Okay. And you're like, that's going to be my you car. You never owned it. No. And then someone else buys it. Yeah. And you keep harassing them and say, that's my car. Call that's my up. car. Yeah. Meanwhile, they've been driving around. They've modified it. It's now their own People thing. People that they're driving they, around, like giving yeah. rides to, you're harassing them. Yeah. You go to them. You're like, why did you drive in my right, car? Right. With that guy. Correct. That car's mine. I that's, always that's wanted it. That's a good it. analogy. That's, that that's actually what it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's, yeah. that's, that's it. So this is a big move. It's a bold Huge. move by the American government to change the wording on this. Yeah. Of course, China noticed and immediately yes. went ape. And they <laughs> yeah. went out and sent the wolf warriors to go and yeah. talk a lot of crap. And, yeah. of course, all the shills went out and said things about it and all the tankies and things. And um, let's just say this is a very good move and positive move from uh, the American side. Correct. Agreed. Yeah. Continue. So we shall. We'll continue to see what's next. So, uh, important in the news, um, Philippines had an election. Mm. And yeah, un- you made a video about that. I did. There's a little clip here. Unfortunately, they elected a pro-China candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good. No, sure. Um, this, is, this is a very important strategic area for the U.S. slash the West in general. Um, slash freedom of Asia in yeah. general. I mean, you can bring up Japan, Taiwan, all these, all these places. Um, it's bad to have another Chinese pro-China territory in the area. I mean, look at what they've done with the Solomon Islands, right? Mm. And so I wanted to cover this, and I, I spoke to a bunch of people in the Philippines and yeah. some expats there as well um, about the whole situation. Put out a pretty good video. Um, there's a little intro here, and then we'll intro yours. Yeah, okay. So let's take a look at the intro to the video that you made. Is it coming The Philippines up? just had a super important election, but why should you care about that? What if I told you that the implications are global and massive? Congratulations to China on their new province, the Philippines. Now, I'm not here to show you beautiful countrysides and flashy cities of... Yeah, yeah, sorry. So what's going on? Why am I all of a sudden on the screen after your Philippines thing? We'll just go back. So anyway, so the link is in the description to that video. I, I highly recommend you watch it. And it's not... You don't have to care about the Philippines at all. Uh, it's important for the global strategic kind of sure. whole no, it's situation. It's a good video. I know you, you put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, yeah. 
kind of proud of that. Go give it a watch one. if you can. Um, so your video mm-hmm. is about India, another country. Yeah, it's my video from last week. And massive congratulations to China on their new province, the Philippines. Now, I'm not here to show you beautiful countrysides and flashy cities of India and China and try and compare them and tell you which country is better and more advanced or which country you should choose as your next tourist destination. No, no, no. Nothing like that. You see, I'm a realist. I'm a realist, apparently. You are. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is I did a video about India um, and why it's better than China, the aspects that make it better, okay? Um, And you can go and watch it. I have another video coming out which will be out either tomorrow or Sunday. You know, I'm back on my schedule. It's really bad. I've been struggling with schedules this, this last month or so. But uh, it's going to be about the secrets of ghost cities. Nice. Sounds, so, sounds spooky. It is. Ooh. It is. You want to know what this whole ghost city thing in China is all about? You actually really want to know what it's all about? You're going to find out in my video. Nice. So there's two videos down below right now for you to watch right after yeah. this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my video about the Philippines and your video about India. Go check yeah. those out. Get those lined up in a tab. Yeah. Um, spread some love. We want some, get some more um, awareness on those two topics. Excellent. So Great. it's time for us to hit Yamcha. That's right. Guys, Yamcha, if you don't know by now, is our questions Yum. and answer area of the, the, the show, you know, section, I should say, not area. It's not like it's, we get, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, this is where we relax and we have a conversation, you know, we kind of loosen the tie and, and answer all your super chats and, you know, it's kind of fun. Um, and we leave it up for the weekend. So if you're watching live or if you're watching on the weekend, you get to see it. Otherwise, unfortunately, if you missed it, well, you can always still watch it if you go join our Patreon. That's right. So I uh, suppose we should get right into it, shall we? Yeah. So Maurice Stratmander, friend of the show, says this: they just invited a guy for tea. Nothing bad. Mm. Yeah. In China, actually, there's something called uh, in- getting invited for tea, and that means you're going to get arrested. Did I ever tell you about that time I got invited for tea? Um, Many, we've been, both well, been invited No, for I mean, tea. and it was the stupidest reason ever. Okay, so I've been working on a motorbike, which I just I just bought this bike from someone. Now, you know, motorcycles are illegal in Shenzhen. Yeah. Completely illegal. Yeah. Like, you can't drive them. But I was living in, like, the bougie area. So, not it's, bougie. No. Well, not a bougie area. No, bougie. bougie yeah. means lucky cloth. Yeah. Boo, you know, shuto, jiandao, boo, you know, boo, like the, yeah, that's what you have, like, lucky. Paper, you lived scissors. in lucky cloth. I lived in lucky cloth. And, um, Which it, is an out, outlying area. It's an outlying, and it was kind of a gray area when it comes sure. to bikes. People still rode bikes. That's why I moved out there, actually. Sure. You could still ride a bike kind of in that area, but it was still illegal, you know, but they wouldn't they stop you. Shit no, because yeah. it's just it's out of the main city. Sure. So I just bought this bike, and I'm busy fixing it up, and um, I wanted to go and get some ideas on how I could attach some panniers, you know, like yeah, those boxes, those boxes that you put on a, on a you know, luggage, basically. So I drove around, and there was a bunch of police bikes parked there but they have panniers and stuff right so i'm just sitting there and i I took out my camera and i took a photo of the bike because i like the way the panniers were on there well you probably shouldn't be taking a photo of police bikes outside a police station while you're on an illegal bike (laughs) okay now the fact of the matter the bike was legal by the way it had a plate and everything yeah yeah. it works it was legal in china legal in china but not in you're not allowed to have it so while i'm doing this uh a plainclothes cop it was obviously standing right there. It came up and just took my keys out. Like, you know how they do that? Oh, yeah. And they're like, follow me, you know, and he walked off with my keys. So I had to go sit and they poured me the tea and they yeah. gave me this whole bullshit and I had to prove that I owned the bike yeah, and yeah, all, all the paperwork. And I almost lost the bike. Yeah, I've lost bikes. I almost, almost lost the bike. Um, but I managed to get away and they're like, don't let us catch you riding around here again. Sure. But that was, that was a dumb reason. That was nice reason. Them. Yeah. No, I was not, like, they were reasonable. Mm. They were reasonable. But I got to say, it was a dumb reason to be, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sure. yeah. 
That's a good story, though. Yeah. Uh, Dakota M, I've been binging your videos across your channels for a few weeks, and I thank you both for your work. As Thanks. a fellow Kojima enthusiast, are there mm. any aspects of Metal Gear Solid or maybe Police Knots that remind you of the CCP? Yummy. <laughs> I mean... Um, uh, CCP, huh? Police Knots, by the way, is just like a complete knockoff of Lethal Weapon. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it really is, but in space. Sure. I mean... I like Police Knots a lot. I mean, I guess if the Chinese government was developing, like weird mind control liquid snake. any dystopian part of yeah. those games yeah, there we sure, go done sure. <laughs> but yeah we, we do love anything about like controlling work. people and yeah lack of freedom yeah, yeah mm. definitely click all night saw a ukrainian soldier on cnn saying that uh, china gave russian military some software to track chinese made drones mm. shows takeoff and landing spots several young ukrainian drone operators have been killed uh yeah look yeah. we reported on that rumor like ages ago yeah and I mean, DJI, which is the only drone really that people use, yeah. it's the best one out there. Um, you know, they are a Chinese company and yep. they can see exactly where you are. Yep. Because even before you take off your drone, you have to log into their software yeah, and you right. have to, it, it knows your pinpoint your exact location. So that's not beyond the realms of possibility. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mont Klein, thank you very much. Norman Fair, given the treatment during the lockdowns, will the migrant workers return home when the lockdowns end? No, because then they won't have jobs. Mm. There's no, you can't make money in your hometown. So, uh, John M. Love the vids. Just curious. Do you feel for fear for your lives? I think we live in the. Oh, fear, we do. Actually. Let me go find that. We'll live in the fear. <laughs> uh, you know, a simple way to say answer that is there's people out there that actually do a lot more damage, ruffle a lot more important feathers than we do. So, um, yeah, that's how it is. Amakiera. Yeah. I gotta also say that uh, being a South African, I, I should have been dead many times. Sure. So I've always had that kind of um, that outlook towards life. No, bupas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just don't don't care about death. So yeah. whatever, man, bring it on. But don't. But don't. <laughs> if you if you can restrain yourself. Restrain yourself. Yeah. yeah. I'm Akira. This podcast is my favorite way to start the weekend. Mm. Thank you very much. And ours too. Awesome. Kuala 1203, I watched the Laowai 86 video. Believe it or not, that's me. Yeah. About what <laughs> happened in the Philippines and the growing Chinese influence there. I just heard that the president-elect Marcos has an arrest warrant from the U.S. I didn't know about that. Oh, interesting. interesting. Thank you for checking it out. Um, I'm really proud of that video. I, I did a lot of research and talked to a lot of people. Uh, Reupload Boy, I love my weekly black pill stream. I would say we're more white pill. We're pretty optimist about stuff, to be honest. What's the difference between black pill and white pill? I think that's pill? like a doomer thing. We're not, we're not doomers at all. We think there's, there's ways out of this. Yeah, we, we're shining a light on the bad actions of the CCP so you can avoid that and live a better life. Yeah, and I think that leads to better consequences mm -hmm. and, and governments taking better action. Yeah. You know, yeah. to make your life better. Well, whatever pill, enjoy it. Whatever pill. <laughs> Are we endorsing drugs now? Uh, huh? that, no, no. Okay. Hey, that's the, um, the dude, the, the, the twi Twitter guy that you shared his tweet about the passports. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. He's also a clown. There are many Chinese that like him that treat everything as a source of income without moral standards. I mean, look, whatever. The fact of the matter is it was a thing from Twitter. Um, are you sure? That was not him. Yeah, it is. Look. Oh, Fang Shimin. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. sorry. Fang Shimin is the English thing. I don't know anything about it. I, just I said that's what caused the rumors for us to start looking into oh, it. Yeah. <clears throat> the, that, the passport not, thing did you not hear me say i don't endorse whoever this is I don't know. yeah no the passport thing's real yeah mm. um yeah yeah i followed him to see to see that passport thing and mm -hmm. we followed up on it 
Uh, Walter Deadman, hearing about the computer virus thing reminded me of tech support pranks from a few years back. Looking forward to people fixing their COVID-infected tech by microwaving it or lathering it in butter next. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know why they do that. Well, it's old tech support tales of like uh, you tell people to microwave something and fix it and yeah. stuff, stupid stuff like that. Percussive maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Percussive maintenance works. It actually does. Mm-hmm. Many A lot. Times. Do you know it was an official Apple um, thing that you had to do with, I think it was Apple II or the Two, Apple, yeah. Yeah, where you had to lift it up a few inches and drop it yeah. on the table. That was actually that what was they told thing. you to do. Because yeah. it reseated the, the RAM or whatever. Yeah. China does not have any citizens. They're loyal subjects within China, with Chinese characteristics. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, for you, hey guys. Kind of right though. Greetings from your favorite Spaniard in Ireland and currently in Norway. So you're not a Spaniard in Ireland, are you? Why? <laughs> because he's in Norway. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't be in two of them. Yeah, places. yeah, that's true. It's Unless true. you got your hair cut and you treat that as, you know, it's mm-hmm. still in Ireland or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you guys heard about Joseph Zen, the former Catholic bishop? Believe it or not, we started this show. With yeah, that was actually our first segment. But yeah. thanks. You can watch that yeah. after we're done. Uh, S, thank you very much, by the mm. way. St. Baluch. <laughs> I don't know what this is. S. Balch. Yeah. Uh, beer money. Happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Marit Stripmetter, there's a lockdown on Chinese people leaving. Mm-hmm. This is some Berlin Wall stuff. Hopefully it goes the same way. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you look at everything together, it sure looks like China is going to make a move on Taiwan soon. Unfortunately, it's starting to get. It's starting to look more and more that way, but still, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be not. positive about Me that too. and say that they, they're not. Dragon's fourth child. All of this happened in East Germany about 50 years ago, and history tells us how it ended. Sadly, it may take a couple of decades still. Yeah, I mean, look, when you your East Germans couldn't leave, mm-hmm. you know, and they had the, such strict no, controls. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah, it's kind of what we're seeing with China at the moment. Yeah, Walter Dedman, strictly strict, restrict, stricter, strict restriction, strictly. Yes. <laughs> well, that seems lenient. Yep. Well said. Magnus Lord, what do you think about China update and China uncensored? I don't know what China update is. What's that? No, I don't know. Uh, Never no. heard of that. Uh, keep up the great coverage and stay awesome. I mean, anybody that's putting out the word, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Frick. It's actually a very small community of people who actually, you know, criticize the the Communist Party of China on It's growing. Yeah, on on YouTube. It's definitely growing. We're not gatekeeping. Anyone that wants to do it. No, absolutely. We're very happy for anyone who joins the fight. Yeah. No matter what your motivations are. There is actually a problem in a lot of um, activist communities and stuff. I've seen this a little bit in the uh, Chinese speaking pro democracy. There's a lot of infighting. Yeah. And that's not good. Mm. I mean, you guys should, we're all on the same team here. If, if some people get some facts mm. wrong, if some people have some weird yeah, motivations. Yeah, it's all about like, don't share my thing because you disagree with me on this other side. That's it's not like, what it's no. about, dude. It's not what it's no, about. It's not what it's about. <clears throat> this is a greater thing. And the, the thing mm. is Chinese government loves when there's factioning and there's people like infighting and don't want to share each other. And that's a, you're, they win. Then yeah. they win. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even being facetious about that. Yeah. They do win when you do that. It's yeah. stupid as hell. So, you know, we might take a jab at some people for being Falun Gong sure. or whatever the case may be from time to time. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The Chinese government really is a very terrible, terrible organization. And anyone who's speaking up against them and who's willing to expose what they're doing is is important. Yeah. You know? Go self declassified. Is it possible that Xi Jinping is using the pandemic as an excuse to turn China and a country like North Korea and roll back China to the Maoist era? Not only is it possible, it's absolutely happening right yeah. before our eyes. Yeah. Uh, well said. I haven't seen, says, I heard from Lao Lei that Afu recently fled back to Germany yeah. to celebrate his parents' birthday without bringing his waifu. That's kind of rich, lol. Um, 
Afu is that German guy that lost all that weight, right? Speaks yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's yeah. a big shill. Oh, he's a shill. A massive, massive shill. I didn't know he's a shill. Yeah, he's a massive shill. I, I haven't watched him. Yeah, I know he like oh, Afu Thomas or whatever. You haven't heard of him? He's the like, guy that lost all the weight, right? I I don't know about the weight loss That's aspect. All I know. No, he's a massive shill. Oh, but he's are left. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I thought he was like a food. Dude. I'm pretty sure he's a massive shill. Oh. I could be. I mean, I'd be careful. I no, don't want to make any. Let's see. I'll look. I thought up. he was just a food guy. Thus, the weight loss thing that I knew. I just remember seeing when I go on Chinese media, he's always on there, and um, not like CGT on like blogs and stuff. When I'm a Weibo, and it always showed like him being fat and then him being thin. You know what I mean? You know when Chinese people put those like comparison things. Yeah, let's see. Like wow, look at this foreigner lost all this weight because of Chinese food or something. That's the only thing I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Lale. We like Lale. I mean, he's he's absolutely part of the propaganda. He's like um, he, I, he had been interviewed on my radar. interviewed with German virologists to you know during the the COVID nineteen thing. So, um, so <laughs> on what? Billy Billy, yeah, um, uh, and it's like fight the virus, not China. You know, that kind yeah. Of thing. I mean, look, I don't know the guy. But I've heard that I mean, he's a massive I, shill. Yeah, I could be wrong. Oh, okay. I, 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 I'm not. I don't know. I just the, don't the fact the fact of the matter is that he's one of those hundred percent. China's the best. China's oh, okay. amazing. China's number I mean, one. There's a difference now, between playing the market versus like sure. running defense for Xinjiang genocide. No, of camps. course, but there's the, some nuance. No, there. I'm I'm not saying he did that. I don't know enough sure. about him. But from what I know, he's a massive shill. Okay. But he's now left. Okay. He's yeah. left Shanghai. Okay. Which you know, if you really love it so much, what you doing, bro? He just went to visit his family, right? We'll look That's into the story. it. Story. Yeah. It sounds like you're jumping the gun a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, I, if, mm-hmm. and if I am, I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. just I'm so sick and tired of the double standards sure. of the 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 shills who trumpet the CCP all the time. It's one thing if he moved. I thought he was just he said, this guy. I'm going off what this guy said. Celebrated his parents' birthday. Yeah. So it's like so, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, if you're the staunchest supporter of the Shanghai lockdown and everything, you probably should. Uh, yeah i guess it. knowing that you're probably not going to be able to get back in easily right yeah. yeah i if you're looking at it from that yeah well i mean like i said yeah, i stand I corrected if i'm wrong i sure. might be confusing him with that stupid russian guy with the big eyes who's that guy russian you know you know is he russian guy. or what you know the guy is always like you know you know that that massive that guy that's always like oh you know that guy oh he's russian i think so no that guy's russian I'm, I'm trying Dude, to figure I, it out. The thing is, I know quite well about the shill stuff. That's on our radar all the time. Yeah, yeah. This Afu guy, I don't think he's a. I don't actually necessarily think he's a shill. And I don't. Mm. I know this, this guy? big guy guy. I know. I've yeah, heard, you know I, what I'm I talking know that about. Guy. Are you mixing up with him? Maybe I could. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, somebody will be able to correct us at some point. Yeah, he's like, like, and he's like really loud and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, anyway, absolutely yeah, we'll insane. Look into it. I just yeah. didn't want to be unfair. Yeah. Max Chung, we, we do pride ourselves on know, knowing what we're talking That's about. That's true. So. And we don't know enough about this no. guy. Anyway, let's move on. Max Chung, uh, just curious, since you guys are into bikes, do you watch motorsports like MotoGP and World Superbikes? I used to watch World uh, SBK uh, when I was in China, actually, quite mm. quite religiously. Um, don't I don't watch anymore. Mr. Wednesday, Seamilk has gray hair now. Are you now? <laughs> Dude, I've had gray hair since I was like 25. It's just getting worse. Um, I'd say it's about half gray now. Read error. China Fact Chasers needs more clickbait names like Daily Dose of China or CCP Fails. Honestly, I think that's less clickbait. <laughs> Who Most people don't know what CCP even means. Yeah, exactly. You know? 
I mean, you guys are in our zeitgeist, so you know what that means. But anyway. yeah, sorry, I've, I got to find out. That's bugging That's me. Right. I'll figure I'll it out for next time. I'll, I'll, I'll make a, a statement next time about that. Too, okay. If we're wrong or just, if I was yeah, wrong I or not. I just don't want to be. Yeah. I just don't want to be unfair. I right? just don't want to be. Unfair. Of course, of course. Uh, I haven't seen Lila Farley has a really fine Tony Ma face at the end of uh, his new Cold War series. Could me uh, be a meme potential? Nice. Mm. Well, then make it. Don't tell me about it. I'm just joking. Yeah. Thanks for the support. Appreciate it. I haven't seen. Uh, Nate Fink, every time I try to say genocidal regime, I can't send the super chat. What the fuck? Uh, so he took out the spaces and it said that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. CCP is absolutely a genocidal regime. Nathan87, I have a Taiwanese friend in Shanghai who needs to leave Ch- China in June. Any view on his prospects or any advice? Uh, make sure he's going to the airport in a car that has the permits to be able to get through the checkpoints. That's the, the thing. And then get a letter. Make sure he has a letter. Um from i mean i don't think the taiwanese embassy has any legal bearing in china but you can try to get some sort of documentation from his home country as china does not declare it a country mm-hmm. uh the hand of jolly jen why does australia yeah most importantly get the uh, car the taxi or whatever he's in make sure they have the permits to go through the checkpoints to, on the way to the airport um the hand of jolly jen says why does australia protect the ccp more than its own citizens. Shouldn't Australia be sanctioning China? It's business ties. It's uh, people need influence. influence. It's like a long entrenchment of the Chinese government in a lot of these countries. And unfortunately, that's got to be weeded out. Mm. Um, Christopher Ellis, thank you very much. Olfemio, locks unit. Hey guys, I am Oleg Byrne in Ukraine living in Israel. You inspired me to explore the world. That's awesome, dude. I work two jobs to save. Uh, to travel to Japan and Europe now, and I have a license for skydiving. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> just, yeah, anyway, sorry. Anyway, to travel to Japan, mm-hmm. Europe, and now I have a license for skydiving, I inform people in my group about your podcast and China. You are great and stay awesome. Thank you so much. Dude. Thank and, you. Uh, and congratulations for being inspired enough to go abroad. Yeah, thank you That's very so much. Cool. It's amazing. <clears throat> uh, and I'm sorry about your home country. Um, I haven't seen what Drew did reminds me of some refugees here in Sweden that tried to attack the dude who burned a Quran in public. The resemblance is uncanny. Drew also proves a point. Mad respect, but I feel safe. I mean, that's a bit different. Burning burning a religious thing is is really now that politics is different than just trying to be an asshole. Yeah, no, that's that's very different. Yeah, like mm. like you shouldn't you shouldn't disrespect other people's beliefs at that point. And the the belief in Xi Jinping in a foreign country is not a protected right. You should be able to criticize that. Yeah, it's not like a religious thing that you're going to have a jihad or something. I mean, Xi Jinping would certainly like to to think that that's a Yeah, exactly. But like, if you literally can't hold up a sign that says F Xi Jinping in your own country without basically getting attacked and locked up. But you can criticize your own government. Yeah, but at the same time... Red flag, red flag. And there's also this very famous um, Asian... Uh, activist in in Australia, what? No, just reading okay, so this Asian activist in Australia, he holds up like all these like, you know, screw you and like you you piece of shit, f this person, f that person. Sure. He never gets into trouble like that. I just what? don't read this, but it, you know how he said that, and then someone said someone said, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Um, Sounds like the police are on the take, said the hand of Jolly Jen. Mm. Um, Byron Zululeta says some Tecate money. We don't have Tecate anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, but we can we can, <laughs> we can import, import it, I guess. Import some. Yeah. From, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the hand of Jolly Jen. F. Daniel Andrews. Who's that? No idea. Oh. 
No, you, you have to understand the situation in Australia. You can you can also understand it from the police's point of view. They are so, so worried about being labeled racist. It's such a big thing in the West right now and in places like Australia that which, they would rather put an end to the protest and, and lock Which ends through, up hurting yeah. the, the Asian protesters that yeah. are fighting against that oppression. Exactly. It's awful. Um, it, it's just a, a horrible situation. And... The CCP is so good at leveraging that whole, like, race card thing. Um, and they've somehow made it seem as though a government, a dictator, like an authoritarian government is a race. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can criticize this government for having a bad policy and then all of a sudden that's racist, which is the biggest load of crap ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. In fact, you know that the Chinese government is the most anti-Asian organization in the world. That's not facetious. That's no, true. you know, when I was living there, the fact that they have these massive anti-Japan protests yeah. often and they encourage and that. Yeah, and anti-Korean. Are, are Japanese people not Asian? Are Koreans not Asian? What about yeah, Vietnamese? Apparently they always not. have some or other beef or some something about, you know, different Asian Indians all the time. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they really are anti-Asian oh, in yeah, general. Sure. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's actually, not only that, they go after and they criticize and they attack Chinese people who yeah. have gone there abroad, go. who are Good dissidents. Point. Call them race traitors. Yeah. How racist is that? You're a race traitor for hating your oppressive government. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to talk anti-Asian hate, the yeah. Chinese government, oh, the it's, CCP, it's is the, the worst. Of it. Yeah. yeah, they're the worst. Anyway, sad to uh, say. R. Jones says, seeing the server racket sprayed hurts my IT soul. Keep yeah, me too, work. man. Me too. Uh, Don Koo Kong from, from Korea. I'm a big fan of Korea these days, by the way. Um, ADP podcast, and then with some Korean. I can't, unfortunately, I can't read that, but thank you very much. Mm. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and I've been watching a lot of Korean shows. And I've actually, weirdly enough, because of all the Korean shows I've been watching, me and my wife keep cooking Korean food at home. You still haven't watched Old Boy, right? I did watch Old Boy. Did you? Yes, and you quizzed me about it afterwards. Mm. And I said it was incredibly disturbing. And you said what part? And I said, well, I'm not going to say it on here. Oh, really? I can't remember. You, we had a full conversation. Were you drunk? No, I guess it was not a very like enlightening conversation. If you asked me point blank on on <laughs> our chat, and you're mm -hmm. like, "Did you watch it yet?" And I said, "Yes, I watched it last night." Actually, I I texted you right after I finished it. Mm. You know, like you know when you have memories, right? Mm. And some memories are very important to hold on to, sure. and others you just discard. That must have been one of those. Correct. And I apologize, but it was your yeah. yeah you I, made me I watch still, it. in my mind, you haven't watched it yet. I watched so. it. Okay, well, I take it back. Yeah. Have you watched anything I recommended yet? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I did. Yeah, maybe. No, I did watch something that you recommended. Really? What was it? Uh, oh, you must have discarded. Squid Game. Oh, okay. Yeah, you good. recommended that. That was good. So I, I, I told you to watch that uh, Alice in Borderland. Yeah, I watched that. That was, that was cool. Yeah. I, I, unlike you, I take people's recommendations. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Sometimes, yeah. Well, I'm, I playing, I'm playing a game right now that you recommended. That's true. But hey, look, at the same time, I did watch Squid Game. On your sure. recommendation. That's true. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was great. Uh, fart sausage. My wife is from Guangzhou and her mother is sick. Mm. She just said, I'm not laughing at your statements. Your yeah. name. She just has a green card. A little advice. Um, I mean, don't, look, this, don't. This is the, the, the worst thing. And yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. This is how the, the Chinese government yeah. always traps people. Yeah. Sick grandmas. Yeah. It's, it's sick, sick grandmas. grandmas. Sick grandmas. It's a sick grandma. It's every not single grandpa, time. It's a sick grandma. Yeah. Every single time there's like it's a, a dissident or whatever. A sick grandma is what catches it's them up. sick grandma. And look, you can understand it because of the, the family structure yeah, in, sure. in China is so, 
It's so important. Yeah. That the especially the grandparents are so important that they'll drop everything to sure. go. Sure. Um, and I mean, it's like when my gram grandma died when I was living in China. I didn't even know about it for months. My parents well, kind of just. Well, that's weird. I mean, my parents kind of mentioned it offhand, like, "Oh, your your grandma left you like a a, a, See, a little bit of inheritance," which, by the way, was not a lot of money. It was like a thousand rand. Oh, okay. But it was nice. It was a good gesture. Sure. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> she left me inheritance, so she's dead?" <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, so they didn't say she's dead. Yeah. Said, I feel like they just they sure. skipped their mind to let me know. But uh, I mean, I know that if um, I was told my grandmother was terribly sick, I would have called her of and course, I would have done yeah, something. Absolutely. But I'm not going to hop on a plane sure. immediately to go there. Maybe. I'm heartless. No, no, no. no, if, no. If, yeah, if, if if there's time. But if she yeah. died, I'm not going to be like, oh man, I better get to that funeral right sure, now sure. or something. Not like right away, like because it's you know. It's I pay like, my respects, love yeah. her, all that kind of stuff. But it's Send different. It's really different with Chinese culture. I mean, and again, it's different based on every family. Like yeah. it depends on how close you are. It depends yeah. on like what relationship you had mm-hmm. with your grandparents. Remember those two American um, yep. children who got stuck in China with an exit sure. ban because they have a corrupt father? Yeah. They went back because of a sick grandma. They were political fodder yeah. used by the CCP. And they wouldn't let them leave because they were trying to American entrap. American citizens. Yeah, two American citizens, two yeah. young, you know, I guess they're in their 20s or something, or like, that, something yeah. like that. You know, a brother and sister went mm. back because of a sick grandma and got trapped. Sick grandmas do. Sick grandma is like the CCP's number one tool. They yeah, might even they make it. them sick on purpose. It's like here. Let's, let's, not, let's not even uh, discount that. No, seriously. So um, I feel for you, and it's tough because there's no way. I mean, there's no way I would ever tell my wife, "Look, your your grandma's sick. You can't go." Of visit course. Her. Um, but again, you, like you know, I, it's I just caught so myself tough with the advice that by saying don't let her go. But at the same time, like that's a huge risk. Yeah, it's a, it's huge, a risk. huge risk. You just have to understand the risks. I would have to err on the side of extreme caution. Look, I mean, if it if it was up to me personally. And uh, yeah, I was in that situation. I would do everything in my power to try and persuade your wife not to go yeah. without actually yeah. trying to force her not to go. Yes. Because, you know, you can't do that. No, you can't restrict No, someone. you can't. If they have to go, they have to go. But you've got to realize that there's a good chance that they can't come back. Right. That's, um, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Koala 1203 Australians for Drew Pavlou. Koalas for Drew Pavlou. Nice. Sure. <laughs> Albert Lynx, you read the new one. Yes. Who's on first? Such a disaster. What? That was that whole, like... Oh, thanks for Taiwan quoting thing. our mess up. <laughs> it happens. And that's why it's called a live to show. To the gods of editing that go on the China Fact Chasers channel, please cut that appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Mars Zero. Sadly, I believe that the current trajectory under the CCP is going down the North Korea route and is now with a complete travel ban. There is a large pollution problem. So, what will the people will the people still be able to eat and drink? Oh, you mean because they might stop food imports? Uh, uh, no, I mean, look, that's no. why they have so much interest in Africa. And Brazil. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they, they will have access to food no matter. Yes, well, yeah, if, if it goes in their way, yeah. which it probably will. Yeah. Uh, David Lopin says, Manny Pacquiao for president of the Philippines. Whoever um, that is. The boxer. Oh. You know, or not boxer, the UFC fighter. Oh, I don't know who that is. Very famous. Okay. It's a boxer, I, yeah. I don't follow UFC. It's boxing, yeah, sorry. Mm. Uh, very, he's, he's like like the best in the world. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't follow it either. And people get so mad that I don't watch UFC, by the way. Me Why? Too. 
I'm not gonna shit on people for liking it, but I get so much shit for not watching it. That's weird. It's like an implied thing. It's like, hey, did you see that? No, I didn't. It's kind of like American <laughs> football and stuff for me. So honestly, do you catch a game? Uh, that's not the case. <laughs> honestly, there's so many teams. Yeah. Like for example, I live. I'm on the East Coast, but I follow the LA Chargers. Mm. Right. By the way, they have a new anime. That's cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> scheduling thing. But anyway, shut your like. But yeah. There's so many teams that you're not guaranteed to have watched another game. So nobody's like, oh, you must have watched the football game. But the UFC thing, there's not multiple things. It's like a fight. Well, so like, oh, you must have seen the I got to tell you, you know, my, my wife um, buys. Yeah, no, I know that he's a boxer, like, by the way. Yeah, I'm just okay. looking at the chat. My, my wife likes to buy, like, discount clothes when she sees them. Like, you know, brand names when they're on sale or whatever. So when I'm out in public, I don't want to be recognized. Sure. So I don't. I, I have like Chinese shirts, and I, yeah, yeah. you know, with Chinese written on. I don't wear that, and I don't wear my suit now yeah, yeah. out in public because yeah. I don't want a, I wear a warm out to well. like recognize me. So my wife got me some random like sports teams, okay, like a hat of something, nice. and so I, I went out. This is a, a while ago, so I was at like an amusement park with my kid and my wife. And this guy comes up and he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, hey, man, you know, because I'm wearing that. And he's like showing off his shirt and everything. You, you going to watch a game later on? I'm like, yeah, yeah, come wait. <laughs> hope we win. You know, I know nothing. I didn't even know. <laughs> I, didn't even know I didn't even know what sport it was. <laughs> I seriously. That's awesome. It's like, yeah. And the, it was so awkward because then sure. kept bumping into the guy yeah, around the like, amusement yeah, park. He's always like name dropping. Like, he's like, yeah, it's done soon. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Did you see this? This. We're, you know, this guy's going to do a good yeah. play or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't even know what sport this is. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you got to watch out yeah. for that kind of thing. No, it's it, really funny, though. Yeah. I only, yeah, I only watch I, I like the camaraderie. I know, it's cool. But if I knew what the hell, you know. I we've, just, been, we've been to NFL game together. Yeah, that was great. It was really fun. Chargers versus the Rams? Uh, Broncos. Oh, okay. See, I don't know who it was against. Yeah. But it was great. It was amazing. Very fun. Yeah. Good times. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Marit Strip Matter, there's also the Pacific Fleet, just the biggest concentration of military power in human history. That's correct. Mm -hmm. In the hand of Jolly Jen, the police call Winston the hot stepper. Okay. Don't know if we're missing the reference. Maybe because there. of the tea thing or... Maybe the tea thing, maybe, you know... Mm -hmm. Jay the Herb, why do you guys recommend? Oh, why do you guys recommend any Saturn games? I think you mean, do you guys recommend any Saturn games? Uh, yeah, currently playing Sakura Wars. Yep, um, which you just finished. Yep, I'm just starting. Yep, um, very cool game actually. Yeah, it's great. There's a ton of 2D Japanese yeah. kind of um, you know those those that that sort of game yeah. on the console, which is almost an exclusive for the console. There's yeah. tons of those, which we didn't get in the West, so it's no. very nice to play. Um, I'm studying Japanese again, so it's helping me that's a lot. Cool. You know, um, I'm trying to think. Because that, that's one that stands out as being really good. Um, but a lot of the stuff's only in Japanese, which sucks. Yeah. Because I don't speak Japanese. There are fan translations coming There's out. There's some though. fan translations for some stuff, yeah. which is cool. Um, I was playing, uh, what's it called? It's okay for a, for a uh, turn-based strategy RPG. Um, Vandal Hearts. And Grandia. And Grandia. Grandia, good game. Good yeah. game. Yeah. Not obsessed with it. I'm like 28 hours into it. Um, <laughs> Not obsessed with it. Only 28 hours in. You know what I'm saying? Like... I've been at 28 hours into it for a long time. The fact oh, that I haven't okay. finished it means that I'm, it's good, but I'm not like, whoa, man, I can't wait. I got to sure. finish this, you know, but it's, I would recommend it. It's, I think a, a, lot it's of a good console it. and it's, it's pretty cheap to get into if you, yeah. you can buy repro games and stuff and you could buy um, Japanese games are cheap. So it's cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I would say Grandia, uh, Link a Liver story is not bad. Hmm. Uh, Sakura Wars and yep. Vandal Hearts. And he says, and Thank the you. original Lunar. Oh, in Lu Lunar. Silver Star Story. It's not in English. No, there's a fan. Oh, there's patch. a fan patch one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Plays uh, Lunar Civil Silver Star Story. Great 
great game. That's a great game, yeah. Um, Suzanne B. Oh, crap. Sorry. Soda fun. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank it, you. Suzanne. Thank you. Uh, Insight Junkie, are you guys planning on ADV documentary in India? Uh, we were, and yeah. we were pre-pandemic. We're actually ready to go. Yeah. We had it all, all our contacts and our map laid yeah, out. Yeah, we'd, we'd arranged to purchase the motorcycles yep. everything the place to start we had the city and village to start in and the people that go and visit. yeah yeah we had organized everything it was 100 go and then the pandemic hit so that's really screwed things up and it's probably going to be a while till we can do it safely yes yeah we'd love uh, to do it though we'd love to see your perspective on india after watching serpent today's india video Thank you. we'd love to and we, we can't wait it's just yeah. been i had also had major back surgery which mm. means i'm not supposed to be on a bike for a little while yeah yeah my parents uh, recently went to india so they sent me yeah. a lot of uh, footage and stuff, which I was considering using, but unfortunately, my um, my parents aren't videographers, so um, the footage was all kind of shoe cam sure. walls on the side of the road. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's some good stuff, but you know, maybe I'll do an update at some sure. point. I think we'll have to. Yeah. Uh, Doc Slothington said, "Who's working at the KFCs?" Yeah, again, we think it's like a propaganda thing. It's dude, this it's gotta be. Why, why KFC out of everything? Why are they Everyone's always like, like, "Oh, I'm just here enjoying my KFC." You remember you said that in, in the cat thing. Yeah. Remember people are showing all these videos of the cats getting murdered and yeah. like thrown in bags and like yeah. dumped in dumpsters, and then all the shills are sitting there with their cats and like, "Look at this cat in my KFC." Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, look, I'm. You know, <laughs> it's like Potemkin shit. Yeah. That's probably outrageous. Uh, Joshua King, here's my weekly 20. Keep up the good work. Appreciate oh, thank you, you Joshua, for your weekly 20. We do not take it for granted. No, absolutely not. Tony Tsung, do you think Amber Heard will be in Merman <laughs> 2? Who's Amber Heard? That's the, the Johnny Depp. Um, oh, that's that court case thing. Yeah. I haven't followed any of that shit. No, me neither. Holy shit, I'm like averse to that kind of stuff. I see like celebrity gossip and I'm like, ah, not yep. touching that. Um, I can't read that. Uh, I have a friend in China. Should I advise her to try and leave? I'm worried that she might get in trouble if I do so. Um, uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. If if your friend is Chinese in China, she'd leave when she wants or if she wants. or She can attempt anyway. Yeah. If it's a foreigner living there, I mean, I would probably advise most foreigners to I have would. an exit plan. I, and I, why not just leave? Yeah. I mean, there's it's sometimes it's too late for people. Unless, of course, you're someone like this. Well, he tried. <laughs> he tried real hard to stay in You don't want to end up me. like him. No. You don't yeah. want to end up like Clan Man. No. I bet you he misses the food. You know why? <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I bet he does. Yeah. Oh, shit. I would, recommend, Clan Man. I would recommend anyone that has the means to get out. Yeah, listen. Um, I just want to be blunt. It's, it's really getting to a point now where foreigners are not welcome. No. Okay, and as much as people think that we're talking garbage and we're trying to fear monger or something, it's not true. You know, people are blaming the government is blaming uh, foreigners for bringing COVID in, right? Yeah. So even if you've been living there nonstop for say fifteen years or ten years, and you haven't even left China during that time, um, the average person doesn't know you've been living there all the time, and they'll think that you're potentially a carrier. Okay, I've got friends who are in terrible situations in China right now that aren't yeah. in Shanghai, that are not in the lockdown, yeah. but it doesn't matter where they are. People are avoiding them. Yeah. In other words, they walk down the street, people go to the other side of the street. People put on masks, you know, when they're not wearing it, if they see a foreigner. People don't want to be near them. Um, and you're basically treated like a leper. Yeah. Okay? It's not cool. No. And it will get to the point where, I don't know, the wrong... 
you get into a confrontation and somebody says the wrong thing or there's, there's a misunderstanding and you could get get into actual physical danger or, you know, you could get booted out anyway. Who knows? Sure. But it's just not a good environment to no. be in. No, um, That's why I said, I mean, I'm just going to be blunt. I don't think you should be there if you can get out. If you have the option, yeah. I would suggest, I honestly would suggest to try and find an exit plan. And you yeah. could go anywhere else in Asia if that's your thing. Yeah. You know, Taiwan is amazing. Yep. Uh, you could go to Vietnam or you could Japan's go to opening up Japan. Again. Yeah, that, they've just started to open up yep, again. There's so many lines. so many places you can go um, around Asia if that's your, if that's your bag, <clears> but uh, where you'll be treated with less hostility. Right. Yeah, just saying. Okay, cool. Um, of course, I'm not questioning the credibility of the tweet. It's just that many Chinese are living in the fears of being poor thanks to Mao. Yeah. Yep. Fixed or you didn't do living in the fear. Oh, I didn't. You Why know? not? I did. We'll there it is. What fear. are you talking about? <laughs> it's done. Fixed story. I worked for the sister company of Tencent. What to do? Um, get a different job. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I used to work for Tencent. I know. We know, dude. We know. I don't know if I've ever told anyone that. <laughs> um, but I got to be honest. Awesome people. I love the people in Tencent. Um, what does that have to do with anything? Of course. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, and I knew some very high-level guys in That's Tencent. That's great, but it's a supporter of the Communist Party of China, and they're. I mean, the the, un, the unfortunate. Schools, the yeah, no. It's the, the unfortunate thing is they have to. Yeah, it's a state-run company, and they were going very much their own way. Until they were. The Chinese yeah. government stepped in, and, and that was great. Then bitch slapped them and yeah. said, "You now will do what we say, and you will give us the information we ask for, etc." And it's it's unfortunate. I'm just trying to say that. Of he's course. working for the sister company doesn't mean that he's working with I'm bad people. I'm not saying you're a bad guy or your coworkers are bad. Yeah. I'm saying, though, we should probably take a step back when we can and realize that we shouldn't be funding a genocidal sure. government. Sure, sure. Uh, Fieldo85, hey, guys, could you do a shout-out for my girlfriend's birthday? You, uh, We bought, both watch you live every Saturday morning over breakfast here in Australia. Oh. Happy birthday, Jane from Oliver. Happy birthday, Jane. That from comes Oliver. from Oliver. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Hey, Jane, happy birthday. From, from Oliver. Oliver. Yes. <laughs> and a happy birthday, Jane, from Oliver Us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wednesday, RT uh, pet the cat, please. No, we're going to get banned oh. for like playing Russian propaganda. We, we actually definitely have to Is bring there another that one? one. What, the RT? Oh, you want to do a, a, a sound bite? Mm. You want me to be the cat? We're going to make people puke. Yeah. Yeah, we probably are. Um, I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll think about it. I'll definitely do it, though. Okay. What do you so think? So we won't think about it. No, we'll do it. Because it'll be... Nice. <laughs> True. That's an underused one. Yeah. You know what? Um, you know what? Uh, I, I forgot a little something. <laughs> just, next week. Just saying. Yeah. Week. We had something really planned, but we, sure. we just have to throw it out sure. next week. Yeah. Yul Young. I just found out my dog died today oh. when I woke up glad to hear streaming for a distraction. I'm very sorry about that. That was jarring for me to read. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm that's so awful. sorry about that. Um, and I'm glad we were able to distract you from that. Yeah, no, that's really terrible. You know, no. <laughs> I'm just, just, no, I, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. That was a big mistake. <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyway, so sorry about that. Great. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, sorry about what that. That was, was a mistake. Goal? <laughs> no goal. I would. I meant to press something else. Okay, and it just happened. <laughs> no, dude. Seriously though, it sucks. Um, yeah, dog. A dog could be a big part of the family. What were you trying to do? Uh, I was trying to press this one. Was that Beijing? Just to distract oh, away. Oh, it's like yeah, it's just like a funny quip. 
Yeah, let's okay. distract away from it. Right. But I, you know, somehow press this instead. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, now the fact of the matter is, um, dude, stay awesome. Stick it through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That. Sorry if you lost. Like seriously, it it's awful. Yeah. Uh, Marit's strip matter. Mm. How would? Um, sorry. How would you lose weight in China? Um, never had more food on the table than there, especially when you leave the first year. Agreed. But I did a whole video series on how I lost a bunch of weight in China. Yeah. Um, so. For me, it was you walk everywhere. It was a huge part. That's a huge part yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this thing, what? chat's going wild. You had <laughs> one job. Yeah, I know. You were just supposed <laughs> to cheer him up, and you literally played clam man. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Implying that people should eat dogs. No, I mean, I'm just saying it happens. In Yeah. China. I did yeah. cover the uh, dog meat festival. Mm, yeah. Will never be released. Uh, Foo yep. Fighter. While in Pennsylvania, do the Trogues Victory and Sly Fox Brewery Booze Cruise. Good beer and all about one hour from each other. Cheers. Cool. That sounds like a horrible idea. What? He wants us to drive around drunk. No, no. Booze Cruise is not that. Oh, it's not? A booze cruise is usually when you sit on a boat and you drink. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. What is a Trogues victory? No idea. I just want to see. Oh, it's in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's not too far. Okay, so that's that's a kind of beer. Oh, interesting. So they have a booze cruise. That sounds cool. That's cool. I'm sorry. I I apologize. I thought you wanted us to ride ride around on motorcycles with <laughs> no. beers in our hands, going like this. <laughs> have you ever tried to ride a bicycle drunk? Oh uh, yes, I have. Yeah. It's so difficult. It's really hard. It's, it's so difficult. Really drunk, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like really drunk. Yeah, when I was a kid, I did. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really terrible. Yeah, hard to stay balanced. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those, one of those tough challenges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in life. Um, yeah. Guillermo Ortiz. Any chance as a foreigner to return to Shanghai? I mean, Dude, I feel like a lot of people are trying to find excuses to go back. What you doing? Why would you go? Yeah. Do you want to go right now? go into a prison? I actually don't think they'll let you in. No. I don't think they'll even let Almost you into into China. No. Almost a guarantee, no. Yeah. Um, where are we here? Uh, sorry. Ah, that's Fula it. Fulafu. That's the oh, guy. Oh, that's who you're that's mixing That's why it's up. Afu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So See. Fulafu is a shill. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Afu is not necessarily a shill. No, yeah, you see this guy. That guy. Yes, I agree with that. Don't, that guy. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the guy with the big eyes, Fulafu. That's who. So Afu. Fulafu. Afu Thomas and Fulafu. You see, I told you I got them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah. This guy, the guy with the eyes. Yeah. Where is he from? I don't know. I'll have to Google it. Um, Quake. Thank you very much. David Lopan, you watch Old Boy, but not my recommendations? WTF. <laughs> because your recommendations sounded effed up. And yes, Winston's Old Boy recommendation was effed up. And I highly regret it because it's damaged <laughs> me permanently. However, I looked into yours and those look even worse, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Robert Dove, love your show, A Little Addictive, Need Rehab. No, the solution is just to go back and watch all of our other content. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. Mr. Keys, did you play Elden Ring yet, guys? Also, yeah, he's Russian. Is the best. He is Russian. Okay. Yeah. Put your phone down. I'm just, <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah. So I, I did have some of the facts right. 
That guy's... Yeah, you're a fact chaser. Absolute awful show, that guy with the big eyes. Yeah, but that's why I didn't want yeah. to say this. Afu, weight loss Yeah, fool, afu, afu, you know? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, see how I get yeah. that confused? Gotcha. Okay, anyway. Oh, we have not played Elden Ring yet. It looks too hard, and <laughs> I really want to, though. That's my issue, is I want to, but it's too hard. Too many other things on the go. Yeah, I've played a bunch of games right now. Yeah. Uh, cardboard bunker. Poor Drew is fighting the very pro-China Liberal Party who gave a China a port in North Australia recently. We're also mid-elections, but good on him. Mm. Uh, CNT says, Aussie here, I love your show. I'm not sure if your critique of the Australian government is 100% correct. Um, we have signed AUKUS, which is a big FU to the CCP, and we got ghosted by China for our COVID comments. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's elements. There's yeah. also people running... That seemed to be kind of pro-CCP. So. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. You did, you guys did that, but like only now. <laughs> yeah, and, again, and for the longest time, like it's the, going the in CCP. The right yeah, the CCP has entrenched itself in yeah. Australia, and, and that's something. Of that. Yeah, I mean, that's something that we've been seeing for decades now. Sure. And like literally to the point where you cannot criticize the dictator of China on your own streets. Okay. Right. So yeah, your government might do a couple of things, but you got to look more into it. Right. Yeah. This anyway. is just the. What? Your quote. This guy, the guy with the eyes. Dude. <laughs> no, I know. You I know, look I know. him up. Fool we'll, show, fool. we'll show him next time. Yeah. Um, I'm Paranoid Dev says, I am a fifth generation Anglo-Australian and the government prevented me from leaving my own country and prevented other Australians from returning. Come on. Um, oh, yeah? Is that true? I don't know about that. Uh, Kony Tsung, not going to lie. I, I'm, by the way, I'm not doubting it. I just don't know the context. Sure. Sure. Uh, Kony Tsung, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the fact that I don't have to visit my ultra-nationalistic mother-in-law because of the current situation. She checks all the boxes for being a dama. <laughs> gotcha. Daniel Ortman, I keep, I'll keep, I'll pay to keep Winston from ever talking about religion again. Love Cardinal <laughs> Sin since I saw China and says her team interview him. Can I get some cotton? Oh, yeah, you certainly can. Cotton. Uh, yeah, and I don't think you offend people, but you say the most unbelievable wrong <laughs> words. Okay, it's like <laughs> and hey. it's like that, you know. It's like, <laughs> All right, you know the the sacrilegious wine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that well, the sacrosant or sacred the sacramental wine is sacramental. Yeah. Sacramental. sacramental. Is, sacramental. Isn't Sacramento a place in America? <laughs> I'm just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The Sacramento religious wine. <laughs> the Sacramento wine. I hear they got amazing vineyards They're there. Beautiful vineyards <laughs> up in North Central California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Thomas Vinton, mm-hmm. uh, evening gentlemen, with the colonialization action efforts in Africa and economic IOUs with fiat investments into competing opposing countries to control their opposition. Is there. Economy still a paper tiger? Um, no, I mean, it's got a lot of, you know, might behind it. The investment projects that they do, especially with these developing countries, definitely, like, they carry repercussions. It's not all fake, right? Yeah. But it creates massive accountability. Yeah. And uh, these countries just can't pay up. And, like, even there's right now Pakistan right now, this massive loan that they gave for power stuff. Yeah. They're threatening to turn off the power because they can't pay it back. Yeah. And you're seeing, like, the, the you know, the... So whatever cows are coming home, chickens coming to roost. Yeah, uh, yeah. with these debts, Dave Soft, thank you, Doc Slothington. Winston, have you ever tried the Yakuza series? A lot of games to practice Japanese with. I heard um, those are great. I, I did play a little bit of one of them. Mm. Um, it's not really my my thing. I guess I just didn't get into it. Yeah, the, the gameplay right style is not my. Yeah, not it's kind of open worldy, walking around stuff. I mean, yeah. 
It's which I don't hate. No, there's fighting and stuff in it. Yeah, you know, I'm not big into like crime stuff. Yeah, you know, like glorifying gang stuff is not yeah. like my forte. Yeah, I'm kind of there too. But yeah, oh, okay. it's a good series for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard those games were great. Mm-hmm. Deadpan delivery. Uh, now it's New South Wales. Or saying, and when I see NSW New South Wales, it looks like not safe for work. Yeah, not safe for work. <laughs> police. New South Wales police hate uh, provocateurs. 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 Sorry. Look at look what they did with friendly Jordy's, aka Jordan Shanks. I don't believe it is related to CCP. Still bad. I don't know who that is. No, me neither. Sounds like a YouTuber though. Mm. Jason Grigger Chuck. UFC fights can end in seconds, so that can be a ripoff. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And I, there's no hate on the UFC. I know you got a lot of you guys love it, and we're mm. not trying to be one of those idiots that goes like, I love to watch the sports ball. You know, the people sure, that make sure. fun of sports. I like sports. I like football, but. I don't think that everyone should be, if you're a man, I don't think you should be beholden to have to watch the UFC and know everything about it. Sure. Frederick Paydare. Jeremy Lim, have all, y'all noticed that the traditional Xinjiang dance consists entirely of putting your hands up and twirling your Yeah, wrist? I have. Well, the, the fake version of it does. Yeah, yes. you always see that, like yeah. this, or they go like this or something, but it's always like... Whoosh. Yeah. It's it's almost as if they're just making it up as they go We're along. We're talking about the Chinese government forcing yeah, people of course. to do this, by the way, um, with and context. I, here. Yeah, I also have to tell you that um, every single school, mm-hmm. every single hospital, every single clinic that I ever taught at would have like a an end of year celebration thing, right? And what they would do as part of these celebrations every single time is to have some kind of traditional dance where they would dress up like minorities and dance. Yes. And they'd sometimes put those long, weird fingernails and stuff on and dress up as and do Indian dances too and yes. stuff. But the fact of the matter is it was always that. Right. And I think that's what they think. That's it's, just like the go-to. It's the go-to. Let's do the twirly hands thing. Um, and wear like a little hat and a dress and stuff, you yeah. know, or, or whatever. And it was so ridiculous. Remember, we I I got one of them. It, you know, you know. How yeah, it we is. talked about this. Yeah, before, but yeah. you know how it is in, in in polite conversation. You normally say like, "Wow, that's really interesting." And I went to one of their shows because they, you know, have a, a good time, and it's it's a big event for the staff. And they had the show, and I was like, "Wow, that's really interesting." And they were like, "Oh, you really liked it." And I'm like, "Yeah, it looked great. The costumes look great." They're like, "Oh, really? Here, we've got a spare one for you." And they gave it to me. It's just made up. It's just it a made up. Remember, costume. you wore it. Yeah, it's and it's joke. like it's got like a leopard print bandana and a freaking weird yeah. zebra skin. It's like a and... bastardization of a billion cultures yeah. in one weird it's... outfit. And they say this is minority culture in China. Yeah, yeah. that's what the Han people say. Yeah, and it's they were dancing cool. around in this stuff. Something. But we've got that on camera. We'll show yeah. it next time. Yeah, yeah. Show my picture. Yeah. Well, we got the video of you in oh, it. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. I did it as a joke and nobody, nobody even noticed it. They didn't yeah. notice. They're yeah. like, yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Barry Morton, appreciate all that you do. Thank you very much. Frederick Peter, thank you very much. David Lopan says, Galloway Cat should indicate something cringy. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's actually true. That would be a really good idea. Yeah. use of that. Oh, we yeah. need a Ginger Boss sound clip, please. What is the game that you let us... What's the game that let you play as a CCP during the pandemic? What was that called? Can you pull that up? Oh, that was um. Jeez, we had it like when? Yeah, what was it again? It was really good. What the hell was it called? Um, let's see. Hmm. What the hell is it called? Um, quarantiner. Is it quarantiner? Quarantiner. That's what it's called, dude. Dude slash whoever. Um, that is the game. Quarantiner. Quarantiner. 
Quarantine quarantine year. Quarantine year. Yes. Quarantine year. E E R. Yeah. yeah. Quarantine year. Quarantine year. Yes. Yeah, quarantine year. Got it. Yeah. Um, we've we've played and finished it. We did. Jay the Herb Sea Milk. Were you singing the step by step themes? I was, and I don't yeah. know why. Sometimes it comes in my head. It's been doing that for like thirty years. Okay. Twenty five years maybe. Interesting. Uh, Lorena, I have a ticket to the Philippines to visit in-laws in a few months. I've been watching what's going on, uh, going to happen with a new administration. Nervous. I saw your video too. Any more thoughts? Thank you so much. I've been following up on that, you know, since I did the research, going to be in contact with people. We're going to see how it goes. I mean, it could go in a more pro-U.S. direction, but most likely pro-China, and you won't see it necessarily on the surface. Mm. You're safe, Uh, though, to go there. Yeah, I mean, you're not not, not in danger to go there. You're safe. Um, well, honey, oh, this person put Jason Grigorchuk just put the lyrics to the 2008 Beijing Olympic theme song here. Oh, great. Young hits. I remember that. I remember that song. Insight Junkie. 300 years ago, India and China were like 60% of the world's GDP. Given the cyclical rise and fall of civilizations, do you think history will repeat? Um, potentially. Hard to say. Hard this to say. is our country. This is our country. Yeah. Mike Huter, I haven't seen you in a while, Mike. Um, I'm sure the show has been. Oh, yeah. Great. But I'm late as usual. Anyway, this may have been discussed, but The Sun is an article uh, claiming that she has a cerebral aneurysm. Are there rumors uh, out there about this? Any rumors about this have a... Great. Um, yeah, we, we covered that in the beginning. Again, Mike, um, just a rumor. Yeah, um, There's rumors. absolutely zero proof any, coming from anywhere. There's no credible source of this mm-hmm. anywhere. So It's like it, somebody made this up. Somebody and, made it up and it spread. Yeah, yeah. And people ran with it. So. Pro- probably not. <laughs> yeah but yeah thanks for asking mike appreciate your support it's like shake that magic eight ball around and says probably no Pro- probably uh, my sources point to probably not yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ac- acronis are the chinese superstitions about friday the 13th no no doc slothington really sorry to hear about that guy's dog but the soundbite was hilarious <laughs> complete mistake yeah it was definitely yeah. a mistake 100 yeah, sure. percent mistake did not mean anything Yep, not at Great all. Great strip matter. Oh, old boy's goat. I was more laughing. It wasn't. It wasn't about. It didn't mean anything. It was about like, like oh, this guy's shit. dog just died, oh, and that's like supposed to be a comedic element. Yeah. Uh, old boy's goat. Elden Ring is awesome. Play now. Okay. Mm. Enough people have really pushed me in that direction. I saw out. someone say it was the easiest Souls game. So. Yeah, it's hard though. Yeah. I, I'm not that good. Sure. I'm more of like a story, you know, like mm. a follow story. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Morrison, do you think of the youth in China are becoming nationalistic or less from the lockdown of strife? More. more. Uh, the education system has doubled down. Yeah, it's awful. Da uh, Anxu says, during the Delta outbreak, the cr- government criminalized Australians from attempting to return if they traveled to India. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Mr. Wednesday, pet the kitty, purr. Yeah, well. Well, no, about that. Thank you. We'll put in a soundbite. Uh, PLA massacres its own unarmed Tiananmen youth. Thank you very much yeah. for the woot. Mm-hmm. And Black Mar Zero said, do you think if Shanghai Click were to get back in charge in China, it would open up again? Um, or is it Autarky now a part of the CCP doctrine? No, I, th- I do think if the any other click or group in the CCP were to get back in power, I don't think it would necessarily reform permanently, but we'd definitely be more pro-world. That's yeah. for sure. They just knew it benefited China. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's it. Wow. We reached the end of our Super Chats. Thank you very much, everyone, for being a part of this very important conversation. We hope you found something useful in this uh, episode. 
Yes. It's good to keep on top of everything that's going on. Guys, seriously, thank you very much for all of your support. Uh, we It really means the world to us. It's yeah. what keeps us going. Yeah, you know, we're for sure. always running very thin, um, you know, and all the nonsense that we have to do here. And we're constantly under besieged and under attack by foreign forces, you know. Yeah. <laughs> literally yeah. Uh, but yeah thank you we can't wait to see you in the next one I've got to go and edit now and finish up my video so that hopefully I've got that ready for you guys tomorrow you can go check out both of ours my Philippines one and your India one in the description now you have material to go watch now please yeah. go watch or please share it around they need some more love yeah that'd be great and uh, yeah we'll catch you on all our channels next week Yeah, daily on China Fact Chases yep. don't forget about that and uh, we'll see you next time so until then you know the drill stay awesome and I won't cut myself off no let's way. count down